You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpel965.com. News Talk 96.5 KPL Burbridge Lafayette, broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios, online at matthew-james.com. Marking one year of war in Ukraine. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's their national anthem and a memorial for the tens of thousands killed since Russia invaded. We need to do everything in our power to do, um, uh, to not allow Russia to um, occupy Ukraine. That's President Vladimir Zelensky he says they have to win the war this year, but Russia is showing no signs of stopping. And on this anniversary, here that Russia could just set off missiles across the country. That's why a lot of schools are going remote today, businesses as well, and people being told, avoid crowds. It's quiet so far now. Fox's Steve Harrigan in Kiev. The U.S. announced another $2 billion in military aid for Ukraine. Among that aid will be a lot of artillery, especially ammunition. Now, as far as the U.N., Secretary of State Antony Blinken will go to a United Nations Security Council meeting the day after a resolution was passed calling on Russia to stop the war. North Korea launched more missiles. Here's Fox's Jonathan Savage. Pyongyang says its four cruise missiles flew for nearly three hours, drawing oval and figure-eight patterns over the sea. South Korea disputing some of those details. This is the U.S. and South Korea work together on military simulations to deal with North Korea's nuclear threat. It was a long, cold night across Michigan. More than seven 700,000 homes and businesses remain without power and heat for many after an ice storm. I just hope everybody is fortunate enough to stay warm. She's in Livonia. There are blizzard warnings in parts of Nevada and Southern California. For the first time in more than three years, Florida killed a killer. But before Donald Dilbeck was executed last night for two murders in 1990, he had some unusual last words, saying he knows he hurt people and really messed up. Then he took aim at Governor Ron DeSantis, claiming the Republicans done a lot worse, taking a lot from a lot of people. Minutes later, Dilbeck was dead from the lethal injection. America's listening to Fox News. I want to remind you about something that you wouldn't think could happen, but it can, and it's people can steal your home. My friend had his home stolen. The crime is home title theft. It's real. It's horrendous, but it's real, and it's everywhere. Now, luckily, this was just a demo, but I saw how criminals all around the world target American homeowners, and that's why I protect my home with home title lock, and you need to as well. And a thief can simply forge your signature on a legal document claiming you sold your home to them. Homeowners insurance and common identity theft programs do not protect you but Home Title Lock does. They want to give you an absolutely free, no obligation, uh, verification that your home is still in your name. You register for 30 days of protection for free. Just go to HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Sean, an absolutely free, no obligation. That's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Sean. Alec Murdaugh has more tough questions to answer from prosecutors in the second day of testifying in his own defense at his murder trial, denying he killed his wife and son. Under questioning by his own attorneys, Alex Murdaugh strongly denied the charges against him. No, I did not kill Maggie. I did not kill Paul. I would never hurt Maggie, and I would never hurt Paul. But he also admitted he'd been lying. A video taken from Paul's phone did capture Alex's voice at the family's dog kennels just minutes before prosecutors say Maggie and Paul were killed. On cross-examination, prosecutor Creighton Waters focused on Murdaugh's financial crimes as he stole millions from his own law firm and clients. I lied to my clients. I misled my clients. 
and I stole money from my clients in conversations. But despite insisting Waters did not get Murdoch to cite a specific example of lying to a client. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Deja vu for Harvey Weinstein and R. Kelly, both sentenced again for sex crimes. Weinstein got another 16 years for rape in Los Angeles, even after the ex-movie producer urged the judge not to give him life in prison, which... She essentially did, making him serve that time once the 70-year-old completes a 23-year sentence in New York. Weinstein's currently serving. Now, as for R. Kelly... Embattled R&B singer R. Kelly will serve two decades behind bars. A federal judge sentenced Kelly to 20 years for child sex crimes after a jury found him guilty of producing three videos of himself sexually abusing his 14-year-old goddaughter. A Chicago jury convicted Kelly of six of the 13 charges brought against him in connection with sex sexual abuse during the 1990s, including three counts of coercing minors into sexual activity and three of producing sex tapes involving a minor. That's Fox's Michelle Polino. R. Kelly's already serving a 30-year sentence in New York for sex trafficking. On Wall Street, stocks could drop down futures down nearly 200 points. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. KPL covers Acadiana with Lowry's printing and copying. The 15th annual Family Adventure Day benefiting the Healing House is happening on Saturday, March 18th. This unique event provides families the perfect venue to spend the day together, creating lifelong memories with over 35 different adventures that you can participate in. Cost is $120 for a family of four. You can register at healing-house.org. Hit the road with Hospice of Acadiana's 5K Memorial Run and One Mile Walk on March 25th at 8 a.m. at 2600. Johnston Street. $25 registration fee for the one mile walk and $30 registration fee for the 5K Memorial Run. Register by March 18th to be guaranteed a t-shirt. For more information, you can call Sarah Mary at 337-232-1234. If you or your organization has an event that you would like to get on the KPL community calendar, email it to news at kpel965.com. That's news at kpel965.com. Patty in the Park, 2023, Friday, March 17th. Park International, downtown Lafayette, presented by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. Gates open at 5.30, music starts at 6, with Jamie Bajron and the Kicking Cajuns, Rouge Crew, DJ Digital. And then it's time to stand up and get crunk with the Yin Yang Twins. This is a special leprechaun flute, which has been passed down from thousands of years ago. Tickets on sale now at eventbrite.com and at all Legends locations. $20 in advance, 25 day of. The Patty Party rolls all night long with the official after Patty Party on the patio at Legends and Marley's. Patty in the Park, March 17th at Park International. Presented by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. Featuring Jamie Bajeron, Bruce Crew, DJ Digital, and the Yin Yang Twins. Get your tickets now. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. For KPL News, I'm Brandon Como, taking a look at our top stories today. First, here in Lafayette, the process for establishing a new Hyman Performing Arts Center is taking another step forward after, after Lafayette consolidated a government's request for proposal period ends with just one response submitted. LCG announced on Thursday that the University of Louisiana was the only entity to submit a response to the proposal. 
The university's proposal is a lease agreement for the northwest corner of Cajun Dome Boulevard and West Congress Street. It will be brought before a scoring committee for evaluation. Well, we now know more information following a shooting that happened overnight just after Mardi Gras Day ended in Lafayette. On Wednesday, KPL News reported on the fatal incident that happened just after midnight when Lafayette police responded to a shooting in progress in the 200 block of Verdun Street. One man was found suffering from a gunshot wound. Life-saving measures were not successful as the victim, a Lafayette man, died at the scene. 31-year-old Johnny Tolliver, also of Lafayette, has been identified as the suspect and was arrested and booked into the Lafayette Parish Correctional Center on a warrant for first-degree murder and attempted first-degree murder. The attempted murder charge was levied against Tolliver when investigators later learned that one other victim was shot as well. Fortunately, that victim was treated at a local hospital and is expected to make a full recovery. President Joe Biden announced lease sales for wind energy development in the Gulf of Mexico earlier this week. One of the proposed lease areas is off the Louisiana coast near Lake Charles. The other two are near Galveston, Texas. Operational wind turbines in the Gulf of Mexico are thought to be still ver- still several years away. Today is the first Friday of the Lenten season. That means seafood restaurants and seafood counters at grocery stores will likely be busier than usual today. Many retailers are reporting higher prices this year when compared to last, but customers should have no trouble finding the items they want. A 17-year-old has been indicted on charges of first and third degree rape in the Madison Brooks case. The 17-year-old will be tried as an adult. A grand jury has yet to hand down other indictments in the case. At least three other defendants could face charges. Those indictments will likely be handed down soon. Moving on now to other news across our state. Deputies have solved a 13-year-old case in Tangipahoe Parish after a witness decided to come forward. Brooke Thorrington has more. July of 2010, investigators thought 22-year-old Jamin Robinson was a hit-and-run victim when he was found on the side of the road in Independence. But Chief Deputy Jimmy Travis says an autopsy revealed it was blunt force trauma to the head. Then a few weeks ago, an eyewitness came forward. And with that statement, we were able to establish enough probable cause to uh, issue an arrest warrant for murder. And now 30-year-old Monterey Page Sr. is in custody. With this arrest, we hope it it gives some closure to the family. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Well, there's an uproar over the Arlene's District Attorney's Office's decision not to prosecute 15 individuals for illegal gun possession during Carnival. Metropolitan Crime Commission President Rafael Goyaneci says it undermines efforts by the police to eliminate guns from the French Quarter and parade routes. DA Jason Williams' office says, absent of probable cause, they thought it was best to confiscate the guns and move on, but some of the cases will be rescreened now that Carnival is over. In Shreveport, police have made arrests in both the shooting incidents that happened last Saturday night during the crew of Gemini Parade. SPD spokesman Corporal Chris Bordelon says they identified the suspect in a non-fatal shooting that happened around 6.15 Saturday night on Clyde Fant Parkway. Detectives were able to obtain some warrants for the arrest of Mr. Antoine Ball, and I can tell you um, he was taken into custody by the Shreveport Police Department. The suspect, 22-year-old Antoine Ball of Shreveport, he got into some sort of argument with the male victim when he drew a gun and fired one shot. The victim will recover. Bordelon says the accused shooter surrendered around Thursday, 2 o'clock Thursday afternoon. We actually were able to get his mugshot out to the media and in doing so uh, compelled him to cooperate and turn himself in. Now, there was a second shooting at the Gemini Parade as well. Bordelon says in that incident, 
Some friends were horse playing on the parade route when one started messing with a gun and accidentally shot and killed a 17-year-old student athlete named Kip Lewis. That suspect stayed at the scene and surrendered to police immediately. Bordelon says SPD is saddened that either incident even happened. We strive for no shootings, but, uh, but if people do that kind of stuff, we're going to catch them. In Iberia Parish, deputies were called to the scene of a shooting on West Washington Street yesterday afternoon. According to reports, at least one victim was transported to a local hospital. More details on the case are expected to be released later today. Eunice police say the victim in a shooting on North Vivian Street was struck by gunfire at least three times yesterday. Details are still minimal at this time, but according to reports, the victim was in serious condition at a local hospital. Eunice PD is searching for a suspect. Abbeville police are looking into catalytic converter thefts that are alleged to have happened at Chris Christa Memorial Airport. Now, the victims are offshore workers who parked their vehicles at the airport while they were working. Abbeville police are searching for suspects in the case. The trucking industry is still being impacted by a shortage of drivers. A truck driver shortage remains a top concern for Louisiana and the nation's trucking industry. The Louisiana Motor Transport Association Director Renee Amar says worker shortage is still higher than average. We still need roughly about 80,000 professional truck drivers across the nation. Retirement of the baby boomer generation and recruitment in other age gaps are disproportionate. Amar says we need to be focused on recruiting younger people, uh, focused on recruiting women. Those are some of the things we talked about months ago. I'm A new research study finds that COVID-19 mandates put in place in many American cities made virtually no difference in stopping the spread of the virus. Vitor Milo conducted the study for George Mason University's Mercatus Center. He says they looked at infections and deaths in cities that mandated COVID shots and those that did not. And we find that really had no effect in any of the cities, including New Orleans, that implementing the mandate really didn't affect COVID cases or deaths. So it didn't reduce the spread of COVID. Many cities, including New Orleans, imposed citywide mandates requiring bar, restaurant, and venue employees to have the shots or close down temporarily. He says his study also looked at whether people decided to get COVID shots because a citywide mandate was in place and found no evidence that was the case. People who were going to get vaccinated still got vaccinated, and people who weren't going to get vaccinated The mandate really didn't change their decision. He says those who resisted the shots simply would simply go to a nearby city with no mandates to visit bars or restaurants. He says his research makes no statement on the vaccine itself or its effectiveness. He only looked at how the policies performed and the results show no evidence vaccine mandates made a noteworthy difference in in impeding the spread of COVID. He says many felt they were being penalized for being reluctant to get the jab. It's imposing a cost on them. They can't work at a restaurant, they can't go to attend uh, in public indoor spaces. Uh, and, and really there is no evidence, we find no evidence that it affected their behavior at all. He hopes his research will be considered by public officials if there is another disease-related health emergency in the future. In Calcasieu Parish, deputies have arrested two people in Lake Charles on charges related to the possible abuse of a five-year-old child John Baham and Kelly Turner, both of Sulphur, are facing multiple charges in the case, including cruelty to a juvenile and possession of controlled substances. In Jeff Davis Parish, deputies have arrested Stephen James Eugene of Jennings on charges of domestic abuse and child endangerment, as well as others after his girlfriend 
alleged he punched her in the face multiple times. That violence allegedly occurred with young children present in the home. All right, now for some good news. Festival International will reveal their musical lineup as well as debut this year's festival pin and poster at an event on Sunday afternoon at Warehouse 535. Tickets for the preview party are available online at festivalinternational.org or you can purchase them at the door for $15. Arc of Acadiana is asking for your donations of Mardi Gras beads again this year. The program, which is more than 15 years old, untangles, recycles, and sorts those beads for use again the following Mardi Gras. Arc of Acadiana works with development, the developmentally disabled in South Louisiana, and the resale of Mardi Gras beads helps find many, fund many of their programs. Tragedy in Lafouche Parish, as the sheriff's captain, Brendan Mathern, says two six-year-old brothers were playing with a loaded gun when the weapon discharged, killing one of them. Firearms were the number one cause of death for children ages 1 through 19 in the U.S. in 2020. Actor John Schneider mourning the death of his wife, Alicia Elaine Schneider, who passed away after a battle with breast cancer. She was just 53. The couple were married in 2019. They worked together on music and film projects at Schneider's studio home in Holden, which is in Livingston Parish. In sports, the Raging Cajuns still have a chance to claim a share of a Sunbelt Conference title as they defeated Arkansas State 85-74 on Wednesday night, and they'll take on longtime rival South Alabama tonight. Cajuns are in third place, one game back of Marshall and Southern Miss with one more regular season game left. Again, that game is tonight, and that game, if the Cajuns win, will mark an undefeated season at the Cajun Dome. Meanwhile, Reggie Cajuns baseball blinked BYU 11 to nothing last night in Lafayette. Same two teams meet tonight. Meanwhile, Reggie Cajuns softball preparing for a tournament play in Baton Rouge and Lafayette this weekend. The Cajuns will take part in the Louisiana crossover with LSU and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The New Orleans Saints have reportedly reworked contracts for Ryan Ramchek and Will Lutz in order to make more space under the NFL salary cap. Between the two deals, if it has been reported, the black and gold have freed up almost $12 million which should help the team acquire players during the free agency signing period. NFL star quarterback Aaron Rodgers has emerged from his darkness retreat, and officials with the Green Bay Packers hope this means that he'll be announcing a return to the team for next season. Rodgers admitted before entering the retreat he was still undecided between playing this season or retiring. And Amazon founder Jeff Bezos has reportedly hired an investment firm to examine the possibilities of him making a bid to become the new owner of the Washington Commanders. So far, there has only been one confirmed bidder for the team. We've got a lot of fog out there this morning. Dense fog advisory till about 9 a.m. After that, mostly cloudy skies up through a majority of the day. I think similar to yesterday, maybe a little bit of patchy clearing there as we get into the afternoon. Temperatures are going to be getting up to about 80 degrees once again. Winds from the south. At about five miles an hour, very muggy out there as we continue to deal with a lot of moisture. As we look ahead into the weekend, not a whole lot of change. Lows tonight going to get into the upper 60s. We'll start tomorrow with some foggy conditions. And then same kind of deal. Going to see those fo- the clouds hanging around then for Saturday. I think maybe a little more sunshine at the end of the weekend. Front going to be coming through on Monday with some scattered showers. Cools us down a touch, but not a whole lot for next week. I do think we get sunny by Tuesday. Another round of clouds and showers on the way for late next week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, so looking at what's happening on the roadways right now, Louisiana Avenue uh, at the Evangeline Thruway. We have a crash there. Also, we have a crash Johnson Street at Canberra Road. That's Johnston at Canberra. 
that's uh, near a bunch of the construction uh, that's been happening overnight. So there's a reason why we tell you all about that. Um, so please be careful, especially if you're driving in those areas where you've got that late night construction going on. Good morning, Acadiana, and welcome into this Friday edition of Acadiana's Morning News. Brandon Como here with you. My fellow Killer B, Bernadette Lee, is hopefully getting some sleep right now as she was at the Journey Toto concert last night, and uh, I know she's been looking forward to that for a while. So hopefully she's getting some rest and enjoying her day off today and early start to the weekend. Joining me right now, though, is a very familiar voice to Acadiana's Morning News. Ian Ozan joining me from New Orleans. Ian, good morning, man. Morning, Brandon. What's going on, brother? Oh, nothing much. You know, the Raging Cajuns right now, it is a very exciting time to be a Cajuns fan as sports are in full swing. Many of them, uh, you know, getting rolling right now. Wanted to bring you on. You've been calling some games recently just to talk a little bit of Raging Cajun sports. And, you know, let's first start with the basketball team as tonight I was, you know, mentioning earlier in the newscast. They take on South Alabama, and there's so much on the line tonight, whether you're talking about finishing off an undefeated season at home, which is incredible in and of itself. You talk about a possible share of the Sunbelt Conference regular season title. This Raging Cajun team has had a great season, and they've got the chance to put an exclamation point on the regular season tonight. They certainly do, and here's the big thing. With the win tonight, the Cajuns guarantee themselves one of the top three seeds in the Sun Belt Conference. That by itself is good. They already have the double bye. Mm -hmm. Win or lose tonight, they're going to be top four. But with the win tonight, they set themselves up for a top three spot. And seeding, as we know, is all important in the Sun Belt Conference tournament. But here's the thing. Oh, winning with some help from a couple other teams tonight, the Cajuns not only get a share of first place in the Sun Belt Conference, not only do they get the regular season championship, but depending on how the chips fall tonight, the Cajuns could very well have the tie break and find themselves with an automatic NIT bid. And that's important because the Cajuns would extend their season by at least another week. So win or lose in the Sunbelt Conference tournament, the Cajuns would guarantee themselves postseason play. So that's why a win tonight is important, not just for the regular season championship, not just for seeding, but a win with some help tonight. The Cajuns will definitely be in the postseason, whether it's the NCAA or the NIT. Man, you know, the Sunbelt Conference, you, you talk about winning that tournament. It's going to be a gauntlet. Whoever can, well, I say a gauntlet. I mean, the double ball helps you avoid playing some games. But what I'm saying is the Sunbelt, with the additions of James Madison, Southern Miss, Marshall, I mean, it, they really have made that conference that much stronger. And whoever's able to come out of that tournament as the champion, they're going to have to work for it. And that's the thing, and don't be surprised if you see James Madison and Southern Miss, depending on how the seeding falls, wind up in the semifinals. These are all teams that we knew when they came in would improve the profile of basketball and football in the conference. And that's why they were so valuable to the Sun Belt. Now, for baseball fans and softball fans, you're looking at it thinking, yeah, maybe with the exception of James Madison, yeah. these schools really aren't doing much for those sports. But in football and basketball, where the money is, those universities are helping with the profile and helping make the Sun Belt Conference maybe the top of the G5 right now, and with conference realignment happening, with those schools in the position they're in now, especially with the addition of the new four in the Sun Belt, it gives a lot of leverage to the Sun Belt Conference 
not only in terms of TV rights, but also its members, if they want to make a move to a bigger conference later on with the strength of schedule and with how these teams have been performing, not just in the Sun Belt this year, but historically in previous conferences, it, uh, it carries a lot of weight. Ian Ozan, uh, former uh, host here on Acadiana's Morning News, is uh, joining me right now, talking a little bit of raging Cajun sports. All right, so the baseball team, you know, they won again last night against BYU, eleven to nothing. Uh, they've gotten themselves off to a great start. A lot of people excited about raging Cajun baseball here. Yeah, they are, and part of the reason is this is Matt Dex, if I'm not mistaken, the first the, the first team that is all his recruits and. Based on the conversations I've had with Jay Walker, this is a team that wants everything that it can get. They've been working their buns off throughout the preseason. This is a team that is as tight as any Raging Cajuns group has been. Maybe as tight as that squad in 2014 was it that went to number one of the national rankings. So you have guys who are grinders. You have guys that like each other. And we all know if you like each other, it helps when you play yeah. the team sport. But also a team that is cohesive and a team that is that is on the same wavelength. These are guys that want that don't necessarily want individual success. They want the success for the team, and that's what we're seeing. Uh, an eleven one nothing route last night. It was eleven one. I'm blanking on the score. Eleven uh, nothing. Yeah. But still, you hang eleven runs on BYU, and that's not an easy task. BYU's a, de- a decent team. Mm-hmm. And the Cajuns shellacked them last night. Right. So that tells you what kind of season we're going to have. Now, I know fans hope for a sweep, uh, wanted a sweep last week in Texas. It didn't happen. But still, you're looking at a team that's starting off 4-1. and one. They're going into a weekend series. There's a lot to be excited about, especially with how this team has started off. Again, Raging Cajuns basketball and baseball, you can hear right here on News Talk 96.5. KPL, um, as we continue on uh, you know, with the rest of the – season for both teams okay so we're in the final minute ian before i have to let you go you got to do news in uh, just a couple minutes at uh at, at wwl how are things going in nola man everything is going all right uh our mayor's the gift that keeps on giving yeah. so uh, so there is that uh-huh. uh we played mardi gras bingo i think we almost had a blackout this year with uh, <laughs> some of the things on the bingo card but uh but no everything here is, is going well new orleans it's foggy this morning yeah, so here too. Uh, if you have to head this way uh, give yourself some time but everything is uh, going all right in new orleans things are looking up mardi gras this week was a blast yeah. and uh and right now just waiting for baseball to get into full swing because with the Raging Cajuns, with Tulane, and with all the other great baseball we have in the state, it's going to be a great season. With that in mind, before I go, also have to mention UL softball still on the road this weekend. They're, in Florida, they're playing in Florida. They'll eventually be back home in the next couple of weeks. But if you're a softball fan, don't be discouraged with how the performance in Clearwater went. Playing some tough competition. Oh, yeah. The Cajuns wanted to win two, maybe steal another one. They didn't quite get there. But you look at how they're progressing. You look where the pitching is. And you look at what the batting lineup is right now. This is a team that's going to be dangerous. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And lastly, the Raging Cajun women's basketball team, they're not going to have a double bye. Mm-hmm. They'll be playing on Wednesday. They'll either be the six or seven seed. But keep in mind, they play in the Cajun Dome tonight. They play the first game, 5, 530. You may want to double check that time. But... I know they did this Wednesday. I think they're doing it again tonight. If you go to the women's game, you get a ticket to the men's game for free. You don't have to leave the cage dome and walk back in. So if you want to see basketball tonight, you may get two for the price of one. And then when it's all over, if there's still time, head on over to Teakville if you'll catch baseball. All right, Ian, I got to let you go. You got to run and do news. Sounds good, brother. Appreciate the time. Later, man. Wish I could talk with you some more, but it's always good to catch up with Ian. We definitely miss him uh, over here and uh, wish him nothing but the best. 
as he uh, continues on over at WWL. We'll take this break, and we will continue on. I have a brief look at news coming up. Live and local every day in Acadiana, and the only place you can voice your opinion on your favorite KPL shows. We're your home for news and talk in Acadiana. This is KPL. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. For KPL News, I'm Brandon Como. The process for establishing a new Hyman Performing Arts Center is taking another step forward after Lafayette Consolidated Government's request for proposal period ends with just one response submitted. LCG announced on Thursday that the University of Louisiana was the only entity to submit a response to the proposal. The university's proposal is a lease agreement for the northwest corner of Cajun Dome Boulevard and West Congress Street. It will be brought before a scoring committee for evaluation. We now know more information following a shooting that happened overnight just after Mardi Gras Day ended in Lafayette. On Wednesday, KPL News reported on the fatal incident that happened just after midnight when Lafayette police responded to a fatal sh- to a shooting in progress in the 200 block of Verdun Street. One man was found suffering from a gunshot wound. Life-saving measures were not successful as the victim, a Lafayette man, died at the scene. 31-year-old Johnny Tolliver, also of Lafayette, has been identified as the suspect and was arrested and booked into the Lafayette Parish Correctional Center on a warrant for first-degree murder and attempted first-degree murder. The attempted murder charge was levied against Tolliver when investigators later learned that one other victim was shot as well. Fortunately, that victim was treated at a local hospital and is expected to make a full recovery. President Biden announced lease sales for wind energy development in the Gulf of Mexico earlier this week. One of the proposed lease areas is off the Louisiana coast near Lake Charles. The other two are near Galveston, Texas. Operational wind turbines in the Gulf of Mexico are thought to be still several years away. Today is the first Friday of the Lenten season. That means seafood restaurants and the seafood counters at grocery stores will likely be busier than usual today. Many retailers are reporting higher prices this year when compared to last, but customers should have no trouble finding the items they want. Festival International will reveal their musical lineup as well as debut this year's festival pin and poster at an event on Sunday afternoon at Warehouse 535. Tickets for the preview party are available online at festivalinternational.org or you can purchase them at the door for $15. Arc of Acadiana is asking for your donations of Mardi Gras beads again this year. The program, which is more than 15 years, untangles, recycles, and sorts those beads for use again the following Mardi Gras. Arc of Acadiana works with the developmentally disabled in South Louisiana, and the resale of Mardi Gras beads helps fund many of their programs. In sports, the Raging Cajuns still have a chance to claim a share of a Sunbelt Conference title as they defeated Arkansas State 85-74 to on Wednesday night. The Cajuns are in third place, one game back of Marshall and Southern Miss with one more regular season game left. They take on longtime rival the South Alabama Jaguars tonight. Raging Cajuns baseball blanked BYU 11-0 last night here in Lafayette. Same two teams meet tonight. Cajuns have already taken the first two games of that series. Meanwhile, Raging Cajuns softball is preparing for tournament play in Baton Rouge and Lafayette this weekend. The Cajuns will take part in the Louisiana crossover with LSU and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. News Talk 96.5 KPL broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew-James.com. 
Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana today. We've got another very warm day out there. Highs get to about 80 degrees. And I think probably going to end up maybe a little patchy sunshine there in the later parts of the afternoon. As we look ahead through the weekend, same kind of forecast coming up again for Saturday. Going to get the day started off on a warm, muggy note with temperatures only staying in the upper 60s tonight. A little bit more sunshine getting into the area by Sunday. Our next front going to be arriving on Monday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Neil Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report. Wall Street will be reacting today to a fresh reading on inflation. The PCE price index. Economists are expecting a fourth straight month of declines, though not a significant change. Audi is planning an electric car factory in the U.S. The car company, a unit of Volkswagen, says it wants to take advantage of subsidies offered by the Inflation Reduction Act. It includes a $7,500 consumer tax credit to buyers of North American-made electric vehicles. Boeing is halting deliveries of its 787 Dreamliners. The plane maker needs to satisfy the FAA that it has addressed an issue with the fuselage component. Boeing says it's a temporary pause in the deliveries while it completes required analysis and documentation. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola, invested in you. Democrats just want to win the next election, and they're trying to do it with ceaseless money printing. They do not care if the value of your retirement is sacrificed. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon. It is critical to protect your retirement right now with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, get a free info kit on gold IRAs by texting the word SHELTER to 989898. There's nothing to buy and no obligation at all. Text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, so looking at what's happening on the roadways right now, we still have a couple crashes uh, that are being worked. Uh, you've got Louisiana Avenue at uh, the Evangeline Thruway. Also, Johnson Street at Canberra Road. And again, Johnson Street, Canberra Road, that's where a lot of the overnight uh, construction has been happening. So please be careful, especially if you're going in those areas. In two minutes... It's our strange but true as Winky Dinky Dog is waiting on deck. Higher. Yes. All right, so bringing us in with a little bit of journey and... Rob says he is going to be that guy right I now. I thought I was live when I said that. No. I'm going to be that guy. I saw him in concert in 83 yeah, yeah. or 84 in New uh-huh. Orleans. Yeah. Uh, Brian Adams opened up for him, and mm-hmm. it was awesome. But uh, my kid's generation has ruined that song. Because they play it for every single thing. Oh, just really. <laughs> it's, it's turned into like an anthem that's just, you know. It really is. It really yeah. has turned into an anthem. Yeah. Well, the concert last night, uh, you know, Journey, Toto. Um, it felt like everybody from Acadiana was at the Cajun Dome last night. Which was really cool to see. And you talked about your kids. That was pretty cool to see, too, where you had so many, like, fathers and sons, mothers and daughters. 
you know, two generations there just watching the concerts. Which really yeah, really I agree. Cool yeah, my boy. Yeah, yeah, he loves the music that oh. I grew up on. You yeah. Know, so, yeah. They don't make it like that anymore, man. No, they don't. They don't. They don't They don't make it like that anymore. So, all right. So, that's where, uh, well, Bernie was there last night. So, Bernie has the morning off. And so, Winky Dicky Dog is slid into her chair. Speaking of Bernie. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping, I'm still on my quest to become number one app chatter, by the way. So, I saw so you I, request. I slipped into from three to two. Yeah. And she, so, yeah. she wasn't here to respond. But, you know, yeah. I, I app chatted you from inside the building. I know. And and I didn't get a, and now I understand why I didn't get a response. No, so, you didn't. Yeah. Um, the one man band today. <laughs> so, a little bit extra busy. But I can tell I you. I thought maybe I can get an extra point. <laughs> Like, you know, I'm app chatting from inside the building. You know, that's like an unfair advantage. <laughs> that's <laughs> hey, an unfair you gotta advantage. Take, you got to take the opportunities when they happen, man, you know? Look, Bernie is the one that ultimately decides the order of our app chatter. So yeah. she is the only one that can answer on that one. I understand. I understand. So you'll have to get her next Friday. Or you can, you know, actually you can you know message her during the week when she comes back on Monday and she may have an answer for you then. Yeah, I already know the yeah, I think, I think you do. I think you do. I was just trying to push it off on her, yeah, but yeah, I, I think you know. I know. It's all good. All right, so we continue on through our weirdest laws across America today? Yeah. Yes. Uh, we left off in Colorado, all for right. instance. Remember the cats in Sterling oh, could yeah. not run loose without being fitted with a taillight. You know, stuff like that. That was so odd. <laughs> so odd, man. Our next trip has uh -huh. been to a state I've never even been to and don't really care if I never make it. It's uh, Connecticut. Yeah, I don't care about going there either. Yeah, it's not a, you know it's not not something you look forward to. But yeah. in Connecticut, there is a local ordinance. By the way, the, at, the birthplace of Jay Walker. Since you mentioned him, that's true. Off the air earlier. Yeah, oh, I remember the birthplace oh, of Jay. I remember back in the good old days, he had that Yukon guy he used to call his show all the time. Oh, anyway, gosh. I digress. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> a local ordinance in uh, Atwoodville, Connecticut, okay. prohibits people from playing Scrabble while waiting. For a politician to speak. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How specific can you get? Uh, and how how triggered was that politician? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to put the, the connection together on that one. Uh, that You know that law was passed by that particular politician, oh, probably. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He got a little hurt, butt hurt. So. Uh, this one I've done uh, before uh, on some of my uh, strange but trues in the past. Okay. Uh, in Connecticut, we're going to stay there for a little while. Mm -hmm. A pickle is not officially a pickle unless it... And I've, I've done it here on this you show back in the summer. This show, yes, but that was before I came here. Well, no. I came here before I came to the morning show. Yeah, uh, it bounces. Oh, It's got to bounce for a pickle to be a pickle in Connecticut. <laughs> pickle, yeah, I mean, pickles do bounce if you throw them on the ground. You hear me? Yeah, you don't want like a hard pickle. I don't want any pickle. I'm that guy. Oh, you don't like pickles at all? I hate pickles. Not even like the sliced ones? On I don't even like the taste of pickles. Now, you know what pickles I didn't like was those little small ones. Those look like when they were cut up in small pieces, they looked like little boogers. Yeah. <laughs> and and my grandfather used to give me those, and I was like, man, can we not do those? Like, I like the the sliced pickles, but not those little itty bitty ones. It looks like I'm eating boogers. That's like when I go to uh, sandwich shops, I don't want the pickle spear because it, it, it oh, infringes like on my spear. chips or my sandwich, and it <laughs> gives that pickle taste. I like it. Balloons uh -huh. have been in the news recently, right? Yes, they have. Yes, they have. Well, in Connecticut. Balloons with advertising them on are illegal in Hartford. Ah, okay. Now, I did hear that there's an uh, area, in, uh, a beach in California that's going to start banning balloons <laughs> on the beach, which, you know, you can kind of figure that out. Yeah, I mean, mm. I, I don't know. I, who knows? I don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't yeah. bother me any. I know. Uh, Bloomfield, Connecticut. Okay. It's against the law to eat in your car. I would be in significant trouble. 
Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. I mean, look. I'm on the road a lot for my regular gigs, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that's the only chance where you really have, like, a chance to eat in some peace and quiet. So, right? You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I disagree with that rule completely, that law. That is a stupid law. Breaking the law. Breaking yes. the law. Oh, yes. We still have to get that in as your little theme song yeah. for this segment. Okay. Devin, Connecticut. Uh-huh. It is unlawful to walk backwards after sunset. Hmm. I have no idea if it's a safety issue. That sounded like somebody drinking one too many and it didn't end well for them. Maybe this is a safety thing. (laughs) Just like everything when I'm driving around and you see something odd, there's a story there. Yeah, there you go. All right. Gulliford, Connecticut. Okay. Only white Christmas lights are allowed for display. While it's strange, I kind of get it because they're pretty. Yeah, absolutely pretty. But to make it a law, yeah, why can't I have blue? Blue's kind of like you know. No, blue is Christmassy. I red. will say though, I will say though, my wife prefers like the the white Christmas lights to the colored ones. I don't like. I'm that and guy. You I, like I don't the like, color ones? No, no, I don't oh, like colored lights. Yeah, I, we don't either. It's got to be like at home. It's usually white and blue mm-hmm. because I think it just makes it a wintry look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, it does. It, it provides that wintry look, and sometimes not in every case. But sometimes those multicolored lights can come off a little tacky. <laughs> Just a little tacky. Not every case, but sometimes. Many times. Most times. Ah, that yeah. brings me back. I had, uh, we did that. My kids wanted to have multicolored lights, and, yeah. and then I bought some that actually strobed, and you can control the speed. Yeah. And uh, I was having fun. Was that like, sounds cool. Tacky lights, tacky lights. <laughs> that sounds cool. Hartford, Connecticut. You okay. are not allowed to cross the street. While walking on your hands. Yeah, you'd think they'd have to put that into law, but, you know, that should be against the law. You think? Yeah. Why? But, well, what if I'm in a crosswalk? But What if I've got hands? the actual, like, if I'm safe and I've got a crossing guard? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Huh? I think it's unnecessary. What? Yeah. I think that I think that's unnecessary that it's necessary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you on that one. All right. And our last one in Connecticut. Okay. You may not educate dogs. Wait, you can't teach them how to sit? And- it just says educate. I have no idea if obedience training is not allowed or if they just really don't want them to read and write. I don't know. I think that may be the stupidest of all the laws that we've done so far. <laughs> that I actually had to put in writing, right? Yes. Uh, right. Delaware. Uh-huh. Delaware is so small, the there's only two Biden, laws. The yeah, What's yeah. that? The home of Joe Biden, by the way. Sorry. Oh, well, there you go. This <laughs> is, well, let's see what happens now. Yeah. I, haven't even, I haven't read through this stuff, so yeah, maybe there's yeah. something here. <laughs> Delaware prohibits horse racing. Oh, I, actually, this one I kind of get. Okay. Delaware prohibits horse racing of any kind on Good Friday and Easter Sunday. Really? I didn't. The fact that they had to put that in a law is kind of scary because, yeah. you know, that that's days of reflection and, yeah. and celebration and. You know, very, you know, that's that's kind of obvious. I would not have expected that in Delaware. That sounds like a southern state law. Yeah. Yeah, in the Bible Belt. Yeah. Well, Delaware is right next to Maryland, and Maryland thinks it's from the south. So, well, you know, there you go. Yeah. You know. <laughs> they, they think. <laughs> in Delaware, uh-huh. it's illegal to get married on a dare. Ah. Because, you know, there was that one couple. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Joe Biden's parents. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you went there. I went there. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> All right. District of Columbia. Okay. Not quite a state, but it, yeah. it wants to be a state and mm-hmm. it pretends to be a state. Yeah. Uh, in Washington, D.C., it's illegal to post the notice in public, which calls another person a coward for refusing to accept a challenge to a duel. Oh, yeah. That definitely came about in the. Uh, the that's, that's the 1700s, the 1800s. Yeah, yep. yeah. No doubt about that. 
It is unlawful for small boys to throw stones at any time, at any place in the District of Columbia. Okay, well. I'm thinking that has something to do with that uh, reflection pool in the ah, in, yeah, yeah. between the Washington Monument and the... And whatever else it's on the other side. Yeah, there you go. I've never <laughs> been. I'm not, no, I've I've been to Washington yeah. D.C., but I've never been to that area. Yeah. Okay. Here, here. This is this is just dumb, but it's okay. also it's also kind of uh, makes sense. Right, right. The U.S. government says it's a crime to give false weather reports. Oh well, yeah. You shouldn't. Yeah, I I, I hear you on that. <laughs> also, although some people will say weathermen uh, and weather women. Uh, when they give reports, it's 50-50 of what's going to happen. Well, they're doing their a, best. You know, they're, they're, they're doing, doing their best. It's a profession where you can be wrong and still be still be still have a job. All right, uh-huh. we're heading way down south. Okay, we are going to Florida. Okay, how much time we got? By we the way? only got forty seconds, so you're gonna have to just touch. Oh the, well, then let's just let's touch save the Florida, Florida for next week because yes. I got a list of Florida laws. There you go. That goes along with Florida man. It is gonna be as long <laughs> as the state itself. It could be. All right. Well, we'll dedicate <laughs> next week's show to Florida. Florida. Good lord, Florida is something else, man. It's they got some. I'm I've been I'm reading over right now and this. <laughs> yep. Can you? Give it's us not a, so much that we were talking about this off air. It's not so much yeah. that Florida people are crazier. Yeah. They just allow their crazy to be published. There you go. There so. you go. All right. So we're gonna wait till next week to talk a little bit of Florida crazy laws. Winky dinky dog. Thank you, man. As always, you got it. All right. Peace. We've got Fox News coming up at the top of the hour. I've got a look at state and local headlines coming up. Um, News Talk 96.5 KPL Burbridge Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios. Online at Matthew-James.com. It's now one year since Russia invaded. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, and Ukraine remains defiant. Do we have the resolve and the power? Yes, we are indeed to do so. We're in unity. We stand together. And President Volodymyr Zelensky says they can defeat Russia this year. Canadian lawyer turned Ukrainian soldier Dan Bilak tells the Fox News Rundown podcast today. When you're faced with a war of extermination and annihilation, you have no choice but to win. Because if you don't win, you die. There are hundreds of thousands of casualties on both sides already. Russia shows no signs of stopping with an offensive in eastern Ukraine. And the head of the Russian mercenary group, Wagner, says his fighters have taken control of a Bakhmut suburb. Fox's Jackie Heinrich at the White House says the U.S. is readying new sanctions on Russia and $2 billion in new military aid for Ukraine. Today's package includes HIMARS, artillery, laser-guided rockets, a number of drones, also mine-clearing equipment, communications equipment, and funding for training and maintenance. It's been three weeks since that freight train derailed in East Palestine, Ohio, leading to a toxic disaster. We have no evidence that the crew did anything wrong. NTSB Chairperson Jennifer Homan, the investigators believe a set of wheels may have failed on one of the rail cars as residents complain of sicknesses and a slow Biden administration response. Now, President Biden has yet to announce he's running for re-election, but if he does, he has a Democratic challenger. Self-help author Marianne Williamson has launched a 2024 campaign. She also ran in 2020. Three Republicans have also started running, including former President Trump. It's another day without power for hundreds of thousands of people across Michigan after an ice storm. Snow is going to be a big problem this weekend in the Southern California mountains. Those are blizzard warnings in places where you typically do not see blizzard warnings around Los Angeles. Fox meteorologist Adam Klotz, some areas could get seven feet of snow. America's listening to Fox News. 
I want to remind you about something that you wouldn't think could happen, but it can. And it's people can steal your home. My friend had his home stolen. The crime is home title theft. It's real. It's horrendous, but it's real and it's everywhere. Now, luckily, this was just a demo, but I saw how criminals all around the world target American homeowners. And that's why I protect my home with home title lock. And you need to as well. And a thief can simply forge your signature on a legal document claiming you sold your home to them. Homeowners insurance and common identity theft programs do not protect you. But Home Title Lock does. They want to give you an absolutely free, no obligation uh, verification that your home is still in your name. You register for 30 days of protection for free. Just go to HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Sean, an absolutely free, no obligation. That's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Sean. On this one-year anniversary of Russia's war in Ukraine, Secretary of State Antony Blinken will go to the United Nations for a Security Council meeting this morning. The day after the U.N. passed a resolution calling on Russia to stop. 141 countries voted in favor. Only seven were against it, including Syria and North Korea, which test-launched four more missiles today. Angry about continued U.S. and South Korean joint military training to deal with North Korea's nuclear threat. China was among 32 countries that abstained, did not vote on the U.N. resolution urging Russia to stop the war. China is putting forward a 12-point plan to end the war involving an immediate ceasefire, peace talks and an end to sanctions against Russia. Beijing is also calling for measures to prevent attacks on civilians. China claims to be neutral and has avoided criticizing Russia, with whom it has what it calls a no-limits friendship. The U.S. believes China could be preparing to offer Moscow military assistance and is sceptical about Beijing's ability to broker a peace. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. Alec Murdoch will return to the witness stand this morning in South Carolina at his murder trial. He testified yesterday and teared up, claiming he did not kill his wife and son and apologized to his family for lies. I would never intentionally do anything to hurt either one of them. Florida. Florida has executed a convicted killer who got political in his final words. In the state's first execution in three and a half years, Dilbeck was given a lethal injection last evening for the 1990 murder of a woman who'd resisted during a carjacking. The woman's family saying in a statement the execution gives them some closure. Dilbeck had been convicted previously of killing a sheriff's deputy when he was a teenager. In his final words, Dilbeck said he'd really messed up, but said Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis has done a lot worse. That's Jack Callahan. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. For Cape Hill News, I'm Brandon Como, taking a look at our top stories today. First, here in Lafayette, the process for establishing a new Hyman Performing Arts Center is taking another step forward after Lafayette Consolidated Government's request for proposal period ends with just one response submitted. LCG announced on Thursday that the University of Louisiana was the only entity to submit a response to the proposal. The university's proposal is a lease agreement for the northwest corner of Cajun Dome Boulevard and West Congress Street. It will be brought before a scoring committee for evaluation. Well, we now know more information following a shooting that happened overnight just after Mardi Gras Day ended in Lafayette. On Wednesday, KPL News reported on the fatal incident that happened just after midnight when Lafayette police responded to a shooting in progress in the 200 block of Verdun Street. One man was found suffering from a gunshot wound. 
Life-saving measures were not successful, lest the victim, a Lafayette man, died at the scene. 31-year-old Johnny Tolliver, also of Lafayette, has been identified as the suspect and was arrested and booked into the Lafayette Parish Correctional Center on a warrant for first-degree murder and attempted first-degree murder. The attempted murder charge was levied against Tolliver when investigators later learned that one other victim was shot as well. Fortunately, that victim was treated at a local hospital and is expected to make a full recovery. President Joe Biden announced lease sales for wind energy development in the Gulf of Mexico earlier this week. One of the proposed lease areas is off the Louisiana coast near Lake Charles. The other two are near, near Galveston, Texas. Operational wind turbines in the Gulf of Mexico are thought to be still, ver- still several years away. Today is the first Friday of the Lenten season. That means seafood restaurants and seafood counters at grocery stores will likely be busier than usual today. Many retailers are reporting higher prices this year when compared to last, but customers should have no trouble finding the items they want. A 17-year-old has been indicted on charges of first and third degree rape in the Madison Brooks case. The 17-year-old will be tried as an adult. A grand jury has yet to hand down other indictments in the case. At least three other defendants could face charges. Those indictments will likely be handed down soon. Moving on now to other news across our state. Deputies have solved a 13-year-old case in Tangipahoe Parish after a witness decided to come forward. Brooke Thorrington has more. July of 2010, investigators thought 22-year-old Jamin Robinson was a hit-and-run victim when he was found on the side of the road in Independence. But Chief Deputy Jimmy Travis says an autopsy revealed it was blunt force trauma to the head. Then a few weeks ago, an eyewitness came forward. And with that statement, we were able to establish enough probable cause to uh, issue an arrest warrant for murder. And now 30-year-old Monterey Page Sr. is in custody. With this arrest, we hope it it gets some closure to the family. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Well, there's an uproar over the Arlene's District Attorney's Office's decision not to prosecute 15 individuals for illegal gun possession during Carnival. Metropolitan Crime Commission President Rafael Goyeneche says it undermines efforts by the police to eliminate guns from the French Quarter and parade routes. DA Jason Williams' office says, absent of probable cause, they thought it was best to confiscate the guns and move on, but some of the cases will be rescreened now that Carnival is over. In Shreveport, police have made arrests in both the shooting incidents that happened last Saturday night during the crew of Gemini Parade. SPD spokesman Corporal Chris Bordelon says they identified the suspect in a non-fatal shooting that happened around 6.15 Saturday night on Clyde Fant Parkway. Detectives were able to obtain some warrants for the arrest of Mr. Antoine Ball, and I can tell you um, he was taken into custody by the Shreveport Police Department. The suspect, 22-year-old Antoine Ball of Shreveport, he got into some sort of argument with the male victim when he drew a gun and fired one shot. The victim will recover. Bordelon says the accused shooter surrendered around Thursday, 2 o'clock Thursday afternoon. We actually were able to get his mugshot out to the media and in doing so uh, compelled him to cooperate and turn himself in. Now, there was a second shooting at the Gemini Parade as well. Bordelon says in that incident, some friends were horse playing on the parade route when one started messing with a gun and accidentally shot and killed a 17-year-old student athlete named Kip Lewis. That suspect stayed at the scene and surrendered to police immediately. Bordelon says SPD is saddened that either incident even happened. We strive for no shootings, but uh, but if people do that kind of stuff, we're going to catch them. In Iberia Parish, deputies were called to the scene of a shooting on West Washington Street yesterday afternoon. According to reports, at least one victim was transported to a local hospital. More details on the case are expected to be released later today. 
Eunice police say the victim in a shooting on North Vivian Street was struck by gunfire at least three times yesterday. Details are still minimal at this time, but according to reports, the victim was in serious condition at a local hospital. Eunice PD is searching for a suspect. In Calcasieu Parish, deputies have arrested two people in Lake Charles on charges related to the possible abuse of a five-year-old child. John Baham and Kelly Turner, both of Sulphur, are facing multiple charges in the case, including cruelty to a juvenile and possession of controlled substances. In Jeff Davis Parish, deputies have arrested Stephen James Eugene of Jennings on charges of domestic abuse and child endangerment, as well as others after his girlfriend alleged he punched her in the face multiple times. That violence allegedly occurred with young children present in the home. Abbeville police are looking into catalytic converter thefts that are alleged to have happened at Chris Christa Memorial Airport. Now, the victims are offshore workers who parked their vehicles at the airport while they were working. Abbeville police are searching for suspects in the case. The trucking industry is still being impacted by a shortage of drivers. A truck driver shortage remains a top concern for Louisiana and the nation's trucking industry. The Louisiana Motor Transport Association Director Renee Amar says worker shortage is still higher than average. We still need roughly about 80,000 professional truck drivers across the nation. Retirement of the baby boomer generation and recruitment in other age gaps are disproportionate. Amar says we need to be focused on recruiting younger people, uh, focused on recruiting women. Those are some of the things we talked about months ago. I'm A new research study finds that COVID-19 mandates put in place in many American cities made virtually no difference in stopping the spread of the virus. Vitor Milo conducted the study for George Mason University's Mercatus Center. He says they looked at infections and deaths in cities that mandated COVID shots and those that did not. And we find that really had no effect in any of the cities, including New Orleans, that implementing the mandate really didn't affect COVID cases or deaths. So it didn't reduce the spread of COVID. Many cities, including New Orleans, impose citywide mandates requiring bar, restaurant, and venue employees to have the shots or close down temporarily. He says his study also looked at whether people decided to get COVID shots because a citywide mandate was in place and found no evidence that was the case. People who were going to get vaccinated still got vaccinated, and people who weren't going to get vaccinated, the mandate really didn't change their decision. He says those who resisted the shots simply would simply go to a nearby city with no mandates to visit bars or restaurants. He says his research makes no statement on the vaccine itself or its effectiveness. He only looked at how the policies performed, and the results show no evidence vaccine mandates made a noteworthy difference in, imp- in impeding the spread of COVID. He says many felt they were being penalized for being reluctant to get the jab. It's imposing a cost on them. They can't work at a restaurant. They can't go to attend uh, in public indoor spaces. Uh, and, and really, there is no evidence. We find no evidence that it affected their behavior at all. He hopes his research will be considered by public officials if there is another disease-related health emergency in the future. All right, now for some good news. Festival International will reveal their musical lineup as well as debut this year's festival pin and poster at an event on Sunday afternoon at Warehouse 535. Tickets for the preview party are available online at festivalinternational.org or you can purchase them at the door for $15. Arc of Acadiana is asking for your donations of Mardi Gras beads again this year. The program, which is more than 15 years old, untangles, recycles, and sorts those beads for use again the following Mardi Gras. Arc of Acadiana works with development, the development of the disabled in South Louisiana, and the resale of Mardi Gras beads helps find many 
fund many of their programs. Tragedy in Lafouche Parish, as the sheriff's captain, Brendan Mathern, says two six-year-old brothers were playing with a loaded gun when the weapon discharged, killing one of them. Firearms are the number one cause of death for children ages 1 through 19 in the U.S. in 2020. Actor John Schneider mourning the death of his wife, Alicia Elaine Schneider, who passed away after a battle with breast cancer. She was just 53. The couple were married in 2019. They worked together on music and film projects at Schneider's studio home in Holden, which is in Livingston Parish. In sports, the Raging Cajuns still have a chance to claim a share of a Sunbelt Conference title as they defeated Arkansas State 85-74 on Wednesday night, and they'll take on longtime rival South Alabama tonight. Cajuns are in third place, one game back of Marshall and Southern Miss with one more regular season game left. Again, that game is tonight, and that game, if the Cajuns win, will mark an undefeated season at the Cajun Dome. Meanwhile, Reggie Cajuns baseball blinked BYU 11 to nothing last night in Lafayette. Same two teams meet tonight. Meanwhile, Raging Cajuns softball preparing for a tournament play in Baton Rouge and Lafayette this weekend. The Cajuns will take part in the Louisiana crossover with LSU and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The New Orleans Saints have reportedly reworked contracts for Ryan Ramchek and Will Lutz in order to make more space under the NFL salary cap. Between the two deals, if it has been reported, the black and gold have freed up almost $12 million, which should help the team acquire players during the free agency signing period. NFL star quarterback Aaron Rodgers has emerged from his darkness retreat, and officials with the Green Bay Packers hope this means that he'll be announcing a return to the team for next season. Rodgers admitted before entering the retreat he was still undecided between playing this season or retiring. And Amazon founder Jeff Bezos has reportedly hired an investment firm to examine the possibilities of him making a bid to become the new owner of the Washington Commanders. So far, there has only been one confirmed bidder, for the team. We've got a lot of fog out there this morning. Dense fog advisory till about 9 a.m. After that, mostly cloudy skies up through a majority of the day. I think similar to yesterday, maybe a little bit of patchy clearing there as we get into the afternoon. Temperatures are going to be getting up to about 80 degrees once again. Winds from the south at about 5 miles an hour. Very muggy out there as we continue to deal with a lot of moisture. As we look ahead into the weekend, not a whole lot of change. Lows tonight going to get into the upper 60s. We'll start tomorrow with some foggy conditions and then same kind of deal. Going to see those fo- the clouds hanging around then for Saturday. I think maybe a little more sunshine at the end of the weekend. Front going to be coming through on Monday with some scattered showers. Cools us down a touch, but not a whole lot for next week. I do think we get sunny by Tuesday. Another round of clouds and showers on the way for late next week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, looking at what is happening on the roadways right now, we... Uh, do have a that crash Louisiana Avenue at uh, Evangeline Thruway. Other than that, though, roadways are looking good right now. But if you do see something that uh, wasn't able to report on, please let me know. Uh, you can let us know in the app chat, or you can go ahead and call the KPL Studio. Um, your national anthem is brought to you by Hulco Printers, serving Acadiana since 1972. Buy local, shop local, support Acadiana.
Morning, Acadiana, and welcome into our number two of Acadiana's Morning News. Brandon Como here with you. My fellow Killer B, Bernadette Lee, is off today. As uh, I'm sure on Monday, she'll have some great stories to tell from the Journey Toto concert that happened last night. But uh, jumping in her seat for this next segment, as he does every Friday morning, Firearms Friday, Caleb Morse, the rest of Renegade himself. What's up, man? Good morning. <laughs> you doing all right? I cannot complain, man. It's a great day. Weather may not be the prettiest outside, yeah. but you know what? It's a great day to be six foot up. There you go. And look, at least it's not raining and it's not scorching hot. Give it time. Yeah, give it time. <laughs> but in the moment. All the people out there who are like, you know what? It was cold this winter. Mm-hmm. I hope you're happy because it's about <laughs> to get really warm. Yeah. As a matter of fact, yesterday, I think it was like record highs across the yeah. state. It's crazy. Like, this doesn't feel like winter at all anymore. No, no. We had that blast that came through in December, but that was really it. We get a, we get very mild winters. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and that's one thing I miss a lot is uh, seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like when I was stationed up in Colorado and in Korea and all that, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy the snow. Now, snow, snow is short term. You know, after about a week, you're like, all right, this is nasty, yeah. slushy stuff. Yeah. But uh, I like the cold, man. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you, man. All right, so you mentioned Colorado. Let's start there. Perfect. Okay, so Colorado um, is, uh, you know, a part of our uh, our conversation today as lawmakers unveiling a series of bills to add more regulations around purchasing and possessing firearms. So Colorado, in the past decade, has done a lot of a lot of switching. Right. Uh, they used to have really strong firearm laws, and they mm-hmm. used to really protect the Second Amendment. I mean, we there was even a show uh, based out of Colorado. Maybe called Gunsmoke. I can't remember the actual name of it. Okay. Where they had they followed a shop up there, did a lot of gunsmithing, a few other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, since then they've restricted uh, magazine capacities. Mm-hmm. They've restricted ownership. They've done a few other things. They're well, Democrat controlled now, right? They are. Yeah. They are. And they've sat down and in in the article, uh, Denver Seven pushes it out, and, and they sent this out. They actually talk about some of the statistics they've found. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Colorado <laughs> is voting to mandate a waiting period for firearms. Okay. So you know, in the rest of the rest of the free world here, mm-hmm. uh, when you come in, we can you can get a proceed. When you fill out your background check, proceed means you can leave. It can take up to five minutes. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, well, five minutes or less, right, right. or five days. Okay. Uh, and you can leave with your firearm once you pay for it. You can get a delay, which can take that up to five days, or now under new regulation, even longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can get a denied, means you can't legally own the firearm. Right. So Colorado saying that's not good enough. We want to enforce mandated waiting periods. And how long are these mandated waiting? So they're going to start off with a three-day period because they say that the background check is – the background check, it's too fast. (laughs) That's that's exactly what they're saying. It takes too fast because on average, they're saying it takes 20 minutes. It's too fast. They want people to think about their purchases and think about what they're buying. So they're mandating a three-day waiting period. Now, if the dealership, Mm -hmm. if the firearm dealership doesn't adhere to their three-day mandatory waiting period now – it's a five thousand dollar fine per instance. Oh, on the on the on the dealership. Mm-hmm. Now we've noticed, as like my shop, and I'm sure other shops have noticed this too, mm-hmm. when the law changed in January. Mm-hmm. If you're under 21, now you have a mandated five day waiting period, right? Which can go up to 45 days. And why just paperwork bureaucracy? So what what the federal law does mm-hmm. is. Unlike this law, the federal law says they can, they'll can they dig into your background more mm-hmm. and look into sealed records. As a minor, if you do certain things, your records are sealed, right? Okay. You break the law. Yeah, yeah. Colorado, they're not doing that. They just want you to think about what you're buying. Okay. Uh, so with this one, it can take up to 40, with the, the under 21, take mm-hmm. up to 45 days. Yeah. What we have found, what we have seen mm-hmm. is when someone under 21 comes in to buy a long gun, when they come in, they pick out what they want, they mm-hmm. want to get it. When they do that background check, before they even do the background check, we tell them, look, law is going to mandate you're going to get delayed. Yeah. More than 50% of the time, right now I think we're at 80% of the time. When we tell them that, um, I'm not, I don't want it then. Oh, man. That's that's costing you a lot of money. It's costing us money. And it's just, it's because they don't want to deal with the headache. Yeah. Because that's only buying from a dealership. They can go to an individual and purchase it and they're good. And they're not, they're not even a prohibited person. It's not someone who legally can't own it. Yeah, and the law. There, I want to tell you that. And you look the the ATF and the, and the FBI. They're doing their job and they're digging in the backgrounds. I don't personally think they are. Right. I mean, most of this stuff is not getting looked into any further. We're just making people wait to wait. So then, isn't this government bureaucracy? Correct me if I'm wrong. Helping to push people into illegally buying guns. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. mean the the thing that they say that they're and trying not, to not necessarily illegally, but it's pushing them to circumvent going through a, a dealer. Yeah. You know, because person to person sales are not illegal. Right, right. And it, it's not a straw purchase gotcha, because, yeah. you know, they can still legally own the firearm. It's mm-hmm. just, they're like, look, I'd rather not deal with the headache of going to a, a real shop. Yeah. Basically, to, you know, like you said, circumvent the government, mm-hmm. try to just go around and take a shortcut, if you will. But it's, it's pushing the secondary market, which is making prices on the secondary market on firearms that used to be five, six hundred dollars yeah. mm-hmm. are now seven, eight hundred dollars. Yeah. So they're just paying more because there is less headache. And, you know, I was going to say before making that point, I mean, isn't that the point of bureaucracy is to basically um, bewilder people so much and to uh, frustrate them so much that they just end up walking away? Oh, definitely. I mean, we like <clears throat> let's look at the, the pistol brace ban that's going on. Yeah. Uh, I had a conversation with two people yesterday sitting down. And we're discussing how to do it. And one of them in the conversation, I'm like, look, we do it for you. We yeah. can go through the whole process. We charge for our time or you can do it yourself and I'll tell you how to do it. Right. And he said, Caleb, I'm here because I tried it myself. Mm-hmm. 
He's like, I couldn't get past <clears throat> making the password. Well, yeah. And I'm sure the people listening to that think, well, it's making a password. Y'all don't understand. The yeah. federal government, even their passwords are not in your name, two capital letters, two lowercase letters, series of numbers, series of special characters, none of, none of which can be sequential. And it's just a pain in the butt. If you've yeah. ever had, back in the day when I had an AKO Army knowledge account, mm-hmm. the password was a pain in the butt. And there's the entire federal government process to do this, the, from background checks to, to registering a firearm for NFA purposes. It is cumbersome and so un, like unwieldy. Yeah. Um, okay, so when I think of Colorado, I'll be honest, I think of marijuana. <laughs> so, <laughs> now I know where you're going on vacation. Too. Yeah, well, <laughs> that leads us. Uh, I, I will say Colorado is on my bucket list, but not for that It's a reason. beautiful place, though. It really is. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so a federal judge is ruling that prohibiting marijuana users from owning firearms is unconstitutional. And so, like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued by this because this is based on the Bruin case where uh, it came out in New York and, and they said that New York couldn't restrict the access of self-defense to people. Well, I'm start, we're starting to see on the federal side the Supreme Court saying, you know what, we have been eroding people's rights and we've been stripping people of rights that shouldn't have had the rights stripped. Mm-hmm. Uh, what this is talking about is marijuana is legal in quite a few states for medical and for recreational purposes. And they're saying just because you're using a substance such as that doesn't mean you should have your right to self of self-defense stripped away from you. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I know people who have made mistakes in the past and who have changed their life around. Mm-hmm. And they want to go hunting with their kids. They want to go to the range. They want to go target practice and everything else. And they can't because of a mistake they made over a decade ago, yeah. almost two decades ago. And I believe that people should have their rights restored mm-hmm. once rehabilitation has taken effect. Now, how do you judge rehabilitation taking effect? Well, and that, you know, that I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, a legislator or anything else. Right, right. But, I mean, if I was going to do it, if you've been a great taxpaying citizen who, is, who hasn't been a blip on the radar in however many years, yeah. rehabilitation has taken effect. Okay. You know, and we all make mistakes. If right. we look out there and we look at the people who have done time for crimes and those who haven't, more often than not, it's someone got caught. Yeah. You know, we, we all break mundane laws on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I speed, right? And, and, and I've had my tickets and so forth, and I speed. I continue to do it. Right. So it's the same thing in my book. You know, a law is a law. Just like the Bible tells us no sin is greater than the other, mm-hmm. it's the same when we look at other things. Man, man's laws have levels of severity, but mm-hmm. we can turn ourselves around. We can be better, and we can be good people mm-hmm. regardless of our past. And I certainly agree with that notion about, um, you know, being able to rehabilitate and, you know, what you said about sin is sin. Now, I will say, though, that, you know, like, okay, so I think that there are some sins that are committed that definitely have society more worried than others. Oh, yeah. Like convicted sex offenders, mm-hmm. um, you know, people that have been charged with violent crimes, um, which is could turn into a whole nother discussion that could... We could take another 30 minutes. For, well, and, uh, and even when we look like I talked with Shannon the other day about domestic violence, there you right? Go, yeah. uh, they came in and federal government, government said that, look, if you've been, if you had a temporary restraining order yeah, or if you've been charged with battery, mm-hmm. you still don't lose your right to own a firearm. Right. Because we are innocent until proven guilty. Yes. Right. So once we go through the process and our, our criminal justice system does not do a good job of rehabilitating people. Mm-hmm. No. So those who get rehabilitated do so on their own and by their own free will. Yeah. Not because of anything that our government has mandated and pushed through. Mm-hmm. We don't, we create more criminals. We don't create better people. Yeah. Um, 
So those that come out better should be rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. You know, they should get their rights restored. They should be able to, to, to live a normal life again. All right. So it is time now for our toy of the day. What's uh, what you got you want to point out this week? So this is a Henry, Henry Homesteader. They just released this a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry is known for lever action firearms. Then they kind of stepped into single shot firearms. Uh, this was the next evolution of that, and they have made their first semi-auto rifle. This thing is pretty sweet. It is. <laughs> so <clears throat> Henry is known for walnut and blued steel. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. It's a blued steel firearm, 9mm. It can take Glock magazines. SIG or uh, Smith & Wesson magazines, and they have their own proprietary magazine as well. Uh, and then it comes, so if you buy it with their mm-hmm. standard model, it comes with their magazines, or you can get it with interchangeable magwells. Wow. That way one platform can do the whole gamut of mags. Yeah. Uh, it, and, man, it's got that old kind of old west look and feel to it. But with a modern touch. With a modern touch. It's, yeah. it's really cool. Like they, they do a great job, and Henry is one of the few companies left Mm-hmm. That I think really makes pretty firearms. Yeah, and that and that's and you just said it. It's beautiful. Like I'm looking at the pictures right now that you sent me, and it's it's a it's three firearms because it's got the different mm-hmm. what you just talked about with you know the mad wheels. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And so I mean, like it's it's just it's a beautiful look to it. Um, I I, I kind of like that lighter brown. The, yeah. the, the third one. Yeah. So in all their stocks, so Henry is real big. They're American made, yeah. right? Every component, mm-hmm. the springs are American made, and, and the stocks on this is American walnut. Yeah, uh, and I think it just it does a, they do a great job. One of their uh, I, I wish I could have found the article or the picture and sent it mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Their thing is it's a rifle for every American, um, and the photos they used mm-hmm. showed a, a series of different people, and okay. one of them was a rancher on horseback, missing his right hand. Okay. And he's got the the prosthetic on there, yeah. But he's using the rifle and shooting and going through it. It, it just really it, it laid it all out. And man, Henry just does a great job. They, like I said, I, I think they're one of the few companies that says, you know what, this is not just a functional piece, but it's aesthetically pleasing. Very cool, very cool. All right, so uh, okay. By the way, uh, before I let you go, um, you know, since we're talking about you know our, our toy of the week, uh, give us one from the Rustic Renegade. I'm letting so, you spotlight one of yours. We just got in, uh, it's called the Buck, it's hard for me to pronounce, Peregrine, it's not a Peregrine like the Falcon, but like a Uh Peregrine. I saw it at SHOT Show, Mm -hmm. and the bolster, so I'm going to take my pocket knife out. The bolster, which is this top portion up here near where the blade would pivot on, for those of you that can't see me waving something in the the air. That is the actual lock mechanism on it. So it has a sliding portion, Mm -hmm. and then you can, it has an assisted blade, and then you can lock it back. And I like it because... It just, it's a completely different take on something as simple as a pocket knife. Yeah. Uh, I posted through our social media the other day, and it's it just, I like to see people kind of pushing the envelope. And mm-hmm. Buck is a name in the knife world that everyone's heard of Buck. Right. Yeah. But in the past 15 years, no one's heard from Buck. Mm. Uh, they were known for the Buck 110 and, and their simple folders. But yet in the past two or three years, they've had a reassert, a re- reemergence. Yeah. Uh, and they've come out with a, a really cool line of knives. We just got a whole bunch of stock of their stuff in. Yeah. Uh, and that, that Peregrin, I think is how it's pronounced, uh, it just really blew my mind. And it's something that was done in the custom knife world. Yeah. That Buck said, you know what? We can do that. It sounds user friendly too. It, it is. It, it takes a little bit of getting used to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I first picked it up and messed with it, I was like, I have no clue what I'm doing here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but once I was shown how to use it, I'm like, man, this is really intuitive. All right. Caleb Morse, Rustic Renegade. You can hear him on Implicit Bias, which airs tomorrow morning as well. Yes, so. indeed. 
All right, Caleb, man, as always, appreciate your time. Enjoy your weekend, bro. You too. Time to wake up on this week's episode of Implicit Bias. I am your host, Kavon Bordelon. We're presented to you by the Rustic Renegade. We are approaching a time in the world where the last thing we can do is be asleep. The last thing we can do is be inattentive or bury our heads in the sand. We must absolutely be awake, be alert, be attentive. We're going to ask that you be attentive to our episode of Implicit Bias. We're going to bring you a ridiculously special weekly whiskey from our weekly whiskey partners, New News Markets in Youngsville, Scott Milton, Maurice, a ridiculous crew, a great episode coming to you from the top secret podcast layer, Implicit Bias, Saturdays, 10 a.m., News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew-James.com. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. For KPL News, I'm Brandon Como. The process for establishing a new Hyman Performing Arts Center is taking another step forward after Lafayette Consolidated Government's request for proposal period ends with just one response submitted. LCG announced on Thursday that the University of Louisiana was the only entity to submit a response to the proposal. The university's proposal is a lease agreement for the northwest corner of Cajun Dome Boulevard and West Congress Street. It will be brought before a scoring committee for evaluation. We now know more information following a shooting that happened overnight just after Mardi Gras Day ended in Lafayette. On Wednesday, KPL News reported on the fatal incident that happened just after midnight when Lafayette police responded to a fatal sh- to a shooting in progress in the 200 block of Verdun Street. One man was found suffering from a gunshot wound. Life-saving measures were not successful as the victim, a Lafayette man, died at the scene. 31-year-old Johnny Tolliver, also of Lafayette, has been identified as the suspect and was arrested and booked into the Lafayette Parish Correctional Center on a warrant for first-degree murder and attempted first-degree murder. The attempted murder charge was levied against Tolliver when investigators later learned that one other victim was shot as well. Fortunately, that victim was treated at a local hospital and is expected to make a full recovery. President Biden announced lease sales for wind energy development in the Gulf of Mexico earlier this week. One of the proposed lease areas is off the Louisiana coast near Lake Charles. The other two are near Galveston, Texas. Operational wind turbines in the Gulf of Mexico are thought to be still several years away. Today is the first Friday of the Lenten season. That means seafood restaurants and the seafood counters at grocery stores will likely be busier than usual today. Many retailers are reporting higher prices this year when compared to last, but customers should have no trouble finding the items they want. Festival International will reveal their musical lineup as well as debut this year's festival pin and poster at an event on Sunday afternoon at Warehouse 535. Tickets for the preview party are available online at festivalinternational.org or you can purchase them at the door for $15. Arc of Acadiana is asking for your donations of Mardi Gras beads again this year. The program, which is more than 15 years, untangles, recycles, and sorts those beads for use again the following Mardi Gras. Arc of Acadiana works with the developmentally disabled in South Louisiana, and the resale of Mardi Gras beads helps fund many of their programs. In sports, the Raging Cajuns still have a chance to claim a share of a Sunbelt Conference title as they defeated Arkansas State 85-74 to on Wednesday night. The Cajuns are in third place, one game back of Marshall and Southern Miss with one more regular season game left. They take on longtime rival the South Alabama Jaguars tonight. Raging Cajuns baseball blanked BYU 11-0 last night here in Lafayette. Same two teams meet tonight. Cajuns have already taken the first two games of that series. 
Meanwhile, Raging Cajun softball is preparing for tournament play in Baton Rouge and Lafayette this weekend. The Cajuns will take part in the Louisiana crossover with LSU and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The Fox Business Report brought to you by Paul's Jewelry, Acadiana's trusted family jeweler for over 65 years. A quarter, it raised ticket prices by an average of about 8.5%, but attendance declined more than 19%. Doug Parker, American Airlines chairman, is retiring. He stepped down as American's chief executive last year. He'll be succeeded on the board by Greg Smith, a former Boeing executive who joined American's board last year. Beyond Meats business is holding up better than expected at sales and earnings top forecasts. It reported a smaller loss in the quarter Though Beyond Meat's grocery and sales to restaurants both declined, the company was able to reduce expenses by nearly a third, and it's making other improvements to the business. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola, invested in you. Democrats just want to win the next election, and they're trying to do it with ceaseless money printing. They do not care if the value of your retirement is sacrificed. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon is critical to protect your retirement right now with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, get a free info kit on gold IRAs by texting the word SHELTER to 989898. There's nothing to buy and no obligation at all. Text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. We've got a lot of fog out there this morning. Dense fog advisory till about 9 a.m. After that, mostly cloudy skies up through a majority of the day. I think similar to yesterday, maybe a little bit of patchy clearing there as we get into the afternoon. Temperatures are going to be getting up to about 80 degrees once again. Winds from the south at about 5 miles an hour. Very muggy out there as we continue to deal with a lot of moisture. As we look ahead into the weekend, not a whole lot of change. Lows tonight going to get into the upper 60s. We'll start tomorrow with some foggy conditions. And then same kind of deal. Going to see those fo- the clouds hanging around then for Saturday. I think maybe a little more sunshine at the end of the weekend. Front going to be coming through on Monday with some scattered showers. Cools us down a touch, but not a whole lot for for next week, I do think we get sunny by Tuesday. Another round of clouds and showers on the way for late next week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, so looking at what's happening on the roadways right now, we uh, do have a crash. Moss at Goldman Street. That's Moss at Goldman Street. It's- News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. Okay, I would have loved to have heard that last night at the concert. Eddie Longlinay <laughs> joining us in studio. We were talking before we went on the air about the uh, Toto Journey concert last night. Bernie was uh, at the concert, uh, so she'll be uh, rejoining us on Monday. Did they let Bernie sing? No? Uh, not. I don't know. She didn't tell me she sang. Um, I'm sure that would have made the news. That would have made the news for sure. Um, so, well, you know, next time you come in, we can get her to sing for oh, you if yeah. you'd like, you know. Well, I don't know. Special request. <laughs> so, Eddie Longlene, the only Eddie with the guts to show up this week. <laughs> Oh, the other Just Eddie joking with Eddie. Eddie Thibodeau phoned it in yesterday. Oh, Eddie squared. Yeah. Oh, man. 
Eddie, Eddie. <laughs> anyway, he'll be back next week. But Eddie Longley with Vermeer Parish Crime Stoppers joining us in studio as he does every Friday here on Acadian this morning news. So what's happening in, in Vermillion Parish? But before you answer that though, mm-hmm. I will say like, okay, so I saw y'all are having to track some um these catalytic converter thieves that hit a bunch of uh, uh workers at uh the at the airport. Like, yeah, that's crazy. yeah, yeah. And then that that I actually I, I heard about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, a Abbeville a city thing. Yeah. Look, Abbeville's been so hammered. Uh, I know Chief Hardy there is he's working hard yeah. uh they they're a little bit short staffed and but they're working hard uh they have a uh as we talked about last week they had their shootings uh yeah. they had like 107 rounds and over the weekend mm. uh so last night i was at a meeting uh Abbeville town hall meeting yeah. and um it was it was good uh but get back to the uh, catalytic converters yeah yeah so uh that was a good pop and uh that needed to happen uh i think for the morale of the police department mm. Uh, and the people around Abbeville, uh, something like that needed to happen. They needed a boost. So I'm, uh, I'm glad uh, they were able to do that. Mm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I went to the town hall meeting last night. This week, actually, we don't, we don't, we didn't have a, a Crime Stopper segment. Okay. Um, so, uh, but I did go, uh, and we're still trying to help out our, our friends in Abbeville. Mm-hmm. Um, but last night at the meeting, uh, uh, Mayor Rosalind White had uh, called a meeting, and uh, it was for uh, public to show up to uh it was for a couple of uh, what a city council to, mm-hmm. to talk uh chief hardy uh the sheriff's department and of course myself uh with crime stoppers mm-hmm. and um like I, I told them last night and I, i've said this here uh, a lot of times uh you know I've, I've worked in a lot of different areas of law enforcement you know city parish state and federal yeah. and investigations uh and it doesn't matter what what Part you're in, what, what you know, where you're working at uh, in investigations, what agency, it's highly dependent on the public's information, public mm-hmm. coming forward, public uh, giving up yeah. that information that that they need to to close out an investigation. Uh, a, a lot of it cannot be um, can, cannot be done without the public. So uh, that's what I was there last night was for public to come forward, mm-hmm. and we. We started Crime Stoppers of Vermillion Parish for that purpose, for uh, people didn't want to come forward because of retaliation purposes. Highly, you know, I, I can understand that, uh, really. But now we, there is a, a mechanism out there, uh, a tool that they can use mm-hmm. to report stuff, and it'd be anonymous. And, and I, was, I explained it to them last night. It's, it truly is anonymous. There's no way uh, that I would know, unless you put your name and your phone number, phone number and your address, there's no way I know who it is. I don't know yeah. if it's a guy, girl, don't know anything. Uh, so that that is truly anonymous. However, I also told them that if it's something, and I'm sure Eddie Thibodeau would agree with this, mm-hmm. uh, if it's something that's happening uh, that needs attention immediately, uh, don't rely on Crime Stoppers. You need That's something you need to call 911, yeah. uh, especially if it's an emergency type uh, when action uh, needs to be taken. So uh, I'm, I'm just trying to put it out there for the listeners that if it if it's something that needs to happen quickly mm-hmm. don't rely on 911 because uh, on uh crime stoppers because crime stoppers sometimes there's a, a short delay yeah. because uh Eddie can tell you that we we get the information and then we have to decipher the information and then pass that information on to the to yeah. the correct agency that needs to handle it and that is a time delay so if it's an emergency call 911 yeah uh, but the reception last night uh and the the people in Abbeville they were um, they were very concerned and understandably, uh, you know, because of all the shootings that are happening uh, in Abbeville. 
but they um, they they all voiced their concerns and uh, everybody uh, listened. And uh, I thought it was a, a very good meeting. And good. Uh, you know, congratulations to uh, to Mayor Rosalind White for for having that. And, and I thought it was a success. No, that I mean, look, communication obviously is huge if y'all want to be able to overcome um, the issues that you know Abbeville and the rest of the parish face. I mean, like anywhere, you know. Yeah, and I think a lot of people said what a lot of other people was thinking. Uh, which was uh, a lot of the issues start at home. Yeah. You know, a lot of it is, is uh, minors, you know, it's 15, 16 year olds. Mm -hmm. uh, another issue we're having, uh, and, and I know our partners at, uh, in, at Acadia Parish and, you know, uh, with, uh, you know, Sheriff uh, Gibson and then Iberia Parish with, yeah. you know, Sheriff Romero. Uh, a lot of local sheriffs were having issues with housing juveniles uh there's there's not very many places to do it yeah. and the the problem is the juveniles know it mm -hmm. so uh there is places we can find uh that the sheriff's office finds that the judges reach out and uh but sometimes these places are are actually out of state yeah uh, because there's no local places to hold them so that's an issue but that came up last night and um you know, and, and then uh, we also talked about, you know, how it starts at home. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, people need to, you know, uh, they, they need to handle their, their children, yeah. you know, and, and that's not happening as maybe as much as, as it should. But uh, thanks to all the public that showed up and voiced their opinions. Thanks to all the, the police and sheriffs that, that showed up to, uh, to voice their opinions. And, uh, and I thought it was a really good meeting. Um, any events coming up? In yeah, we got a few. Uh, Saturday, tomorrow, Palmetto State Park, they're having a crackling cook-off. So if you want some cracklings, that <laughs> might be the place to be. <laughs> they're going to have those chicken cracklings <laughs> that you like so much? Oh, I, I bet they're going to have some. Yeah, yeah. But look, Palmetto, uh, if you've never been, it's a it's a nice state park. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like a hidden gem. So mm -hmm. if anybody has a little bit of time, tomorrow might be the day to go visit over there and uh, get you some get you some cracklings. Uh, Six o'clock uh, tomorrow uh, off off of port street mm -hmm. uh friends of 4-h they have an estate dinner uh also with a talent show so if you have a little time to go over there and and participate and and you know watch some uh, some kids do some some talented stuff that might be uh something to do cool sunday uh the blanc fire department is having their jambalaya plate lunch fundraiser so uh and their their jambalaya is always good every year so okay. uh, the line is long to get it <laughs> uh, but it's well worth the wait so anybody interested in that uh they're having that sunday mm -hmm. uh wednesday uh kaplan started up their boogie in the park at turnley park mm -hmm. so uh, every and it's kind of like a downtown live mm -hmm. um but it's uh you know in kaplan so anybody interested in that uh they they always have a band playing and mm -hmm. it's always a good turnout uh also like to give a shout out to Reagan Closteo. Uh he's he's a listener. I found Hi, another listener. Hey Reagan. And um and uh, another cool person I met is his mother, Miss Rose, who's 95 years old. Oh wow. Yeah, but uh great people. I had an opportunity to meet them this past week and uh I told them I'd mention them on the radio. So well, Reagan and Miss Rose, thank y'all so much for listening. We appreciate y'all. Yeah. All right, before Oh, you got one more thing. One so, more thing. Okay. Sunday is my daughter's birthday oh, and I just want to wish Delaney a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Delaney. All right, so before we let you go, it is Friday. It is the Lenten <laughs> season. If you're going to go in Vermilion Parish, uh what do you like to get? Where do you like to get your fried fish from? I tell you what, there's a few places that I like to go. Uh, Dupree's, of course, is always good. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Shucks is always good. Yeah. You know, and I hear Moon talking about Shucks all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, that's 
probably my favorite. Uh, Riverfront is yeah. always good. You know, God, all uh, three of those are yes, amazing. Yes, yes, and, and look, I'm I'm hoping I'm not leaving anybody out. Oh, you've got a lot of great every and that's the good thing about Abbeville. Yeah, uh, actually, Vermillion Parish. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of places to yeah. eat. So, yeah, and, and look, you can walk into a hole in the wall restaurant oh, yeah. in Vermilion Parish, and they're going to have some seafood there on Fridays, guaranteed. And, and they're all great with seafood, but then they all have like things that I think of, like, you know, like the oysters at Shucks. Oh, yeah. Uh, the shrimp at Dupuis. Oh, yeah. You know, they oh, all yeah. have like those areas where it's the like they special. even stand out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So, yeah. all right, Eddie, as always, man, appreciate your time. Absolutely. Have a good weekend. Get Politically Incorrect with me, Todd Stearns, every Saturday night from 9 to midnight on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Burbridge, Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios. Online at Matthew-James.com. Russia, weapons for Ukraine. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. One year to the day after Russian leader Vladimir Putin launched his invasion. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky says Russian murderers must be punished and... We are capable to uh, um, end the Russian aggression this year. Fox's Steve Harrigan's in Kyiv. There's real fear, concern that Putin could launch missiles against Ukraine to mark this anniversary. They're calling them revenge missiles. As far as Ukraine's President Zelensky, he has been out and about addressing the troops as well as visiting some wounded troops as well. As for the $2 billion in new American assistance. Much of that aid in artillery as well as drones. Artillery has been very effective on the battlefield to push the Russians back. And those drones, especially the kamikaze drones that drop from the sky, have been effective as well. Almost two-thirds of Americans in a new Fox News poll support the U.S. continuing to send money and weapons to Ukraine. House Republicans held a hearing into the record surge of illegal immigration in Yuma, Arizona last night. Democrats were no-shows, calling it a political stunt. Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan said if... Democrats were here and saw what we're seeing, maybe we'd have a chance at ending this crisis and actually securing our southern border. We got to see a portion of the border wall that essentially cuts off into nothingness. In that Yuma sector, there were more than 310,000 illegal crossings last year. That's the highest number ever reported in the sector and almost triple that of 2021. Fox's Alexandria Hoff. Americans did more shopping last month. Consumer spending rose 1.8%, but inflation also rose in a key gauge of the Federal Reserve monitors. Prices increased month over month, and the year-over-year inflation rate also went up. Hundreds of thousands of homes remain without power or heat in Fridge in Michigan after an ice storm. Snow, a problem in the mountains around Southern California. A lot of snow. There's going to be more blizzard-like conditions. East in the Antelope Valley, where the forecast calls for seven to eight feet of snow potentially this weekend. America's listening to Fox News. I want to remind you about something that you wouldn't think could happen, but it can, and it's people can steal your home. My friend had his home stolen. The crime is home title theft. It's real. It's horrendous, but it's real, and it's everywhere. Now, luckily, this was just a demo, but I saw how criminals all around the world target American homeowners, and that's why I protect my home with home title lock, and you need to as well. And a thief can simply forge your signature on a legal document claiming you sold your home to them. Homeowners insurance and common identity theft programs do not protect you but Home Title Lock does. They want to give you an absolutely free, no obligation uh, verification that your home is still in your name. You register for 30 days of protection for free. Just go to HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Sean, an absolutely free, no obligation. That's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Sean. 
Is President Biden going to run for re-election? He has hinted at it, but made no formal announcement. Another Democrat isn't waiting for his answer. Marianne Williamson has launched her campaign to potentially challenge the president for the party's nomination. Williamson, a self-help author, also ran in 2020. Several Republicans are also in the 2024 race, and the first debate has been announced in Milwaukee in August. The RNC holding to its recent tradition of having a debate at the same city where it's going to have its national convention the following year. The debate's expected to feature leading candidates like former President Trump and former Ambassador Nikki Haley. But as many as a dozen Republicans may be throwing their hat into the ring, the RNC expected to soon finalize a set of requirements to participate, including a rule calling for each candidate to pledge to support the party's eventual nominee. No pledge, no spot on stage. Till NATO, Fox News. He wasn't in court in New Mexico, but actor Alec Baldwin has filed a response to charges from the deadly shooting on the Rust movie set when he thought he had an unloaded prop gun in his hand and it went off. Producer and actor Alec Baldwin officially entered a not guilty plea to charges of involuntary manslaughter as a result of the fatal shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of the film Rust in October of 21. The plea comes a day before the first hearing was to be held in the matter. With the plea, Baldwin waives his right to the hearing, which is now canceled. Baldwin and Rust armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed were formally charged by the Santa Fe, New Mexico DA on two counts of involuntary manslaughter. January 31st, he is facing a maximum of 18 months behind bars if found guilty. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Selling is brewing on Wall Street after that inflation update. Dow futures are down more than 300 points now before the opening bell this hour. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. For Cape Hill News, I'm Brandon Como, taking a look at our top stories today. First, here in Lafayette, the process for establishing a new Hyman Performing Arts Center is taking another step forward after Lafayette Consolidated Government's request for proposal period ends with just one response submitted. LCG announced on Thursday that the University of Louisiana was the only entity to submit a response to the proposal. The university's proposal is a lease agreement for the northwest corner of Cajun Dome Boulevard and West Congress Street. It will be brought before a scoring committee for evaluation. Well, we now know more information following a shooting that happened overnight just after Mardi Gras Day ended in Lafayette. On Wednesday, KPL News reported on the fatal incident that happened just after midnight when Lafayette police responded to a shooting in progress in the 200 block of Verdun Street. One man was found suffering from a gunshot wound. Life-saving measures were not successful as the victim, a Lafayette man, died at the scene. 31-year-old Johnny Tolliver, also of Lafayette, has been identified as the suspect and was arrested and booked into the Lafayette Parish Correctional Center on a warrant for first-degree murder and attempted first-degree murder. The attempted murder charge was levied against Tolliver when investigators later learned that one other victim was shot as well. Fortunately, that victim was treated at a local hospital and is expected to make a full recovery. President Joe Biden announced lease sales for wind energy development in the Gulf of Mexico earlier this week. One of the proposed lease areas is off the Louisiana coast near Lake Charles. The other two are near, near Galveston, Texas. Operational wind turbines in the Gulf of Mexico are thought to be still, ver still several years away. Today is the first Friday of the Lenten season. That means seafood restaurants and seafood counters at grocery stores will likely be busier than usual today. Many retailers are reporting higher prices this year when compared to last. 
but customers should have no trouble finding the items they want. A 17-year-old has been indicted on charges of first and third degree rape in the Madison Brooks case. The 17-year-old will be tried as an adult. A grand jury has yet to hand down other indictments in the case. At least three other defendants could face charges. Those indictments will likely be handed down soon. Moving on now to other news across our state. Deputies have solved a 13-year-old case in Tangibaho Parish after a witness decided to come forward. Brooke Thorrington has more. July of 2010, investigators thought 22-year-old Jamin Robinson was a hit-and-run victim when he was found on the side of the road in Independence. But Chief Deputy Jimmy Travis says an autopsy revealed it was blunt force trauma to the head. Then a few weeks ago, an eyewitness came forward. And with that statement, we were able to establish enough probable cause to uh, issue an arrest warrant for murder. And now 30-year-old Monterey Page Sr. is in custody. With this arrest, we hope that it gives some closure to the family. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Well, there's an uproar over the Orleans District Attorney's Office's decision not to prosecute 15 individuals for illegal gun possession during Carnival. Metropolitan Crime Commission President Rafael Goyeneche says it undermines efforts by the police to eliminate guns from the French Quarter and parade routes. DA Jason Williams' office says, absent of probable cause, they thought it was best to confiscate the guns and move on. But some of the cases will be rescreened now that Carnival is over. In Shreveport, police have made arrests in both the shooting incidents that happened last Saturday night during the crew of Gemini Parade. SPD spokesman Corporal Chris Bordelon says they identified the suspect in a non-fatal shooting that happened around 6.15 Saturday night on Clyde Fant Parkway. Detectives were able to obtain some warrants for the arrest of Mr. Antoine Ball, and I can tell you um, he was taken into custody by the Shreveport Police Department. The suspect, 22-year-old Antoine Ball of Shreveport, he got into some sort of argument with the male victim when he drew a gun and fired one shot. The victim will recover. Board law says the accused shooter surrendered around Thursday, 2 o'clock Thursday afternoon. We actually were able to get his mugshot out to the media and in doing so uh, compelled him to cooperate and turn himself in. Now, there was a second shooting at the Gemini Parade as well. Board law says in that incident, some friends were horse playing on the parade route when one started messing with a gun and accidentally shot and killed a 17-year-old student athlete named Kip Lewis. That suspect stayed at the scene and surrendered to police immediately. Bordelon says SPD is saddened that either incident even happened. We strive for no shootings, but, uh, but if people do that kind of stuff, we're going to catch them. In Iberia Parish, deputies were called to the scene of a shooting on West Washington Street yesterday afternoon. According to reports, at least one victim was transported to a local hospital. More details on the case are expected to be released later today. Eunice police say the victim in a shooting on North Vivian Street was struck by gunfire at least three times yesterday. Details are still minimal at this time, but according to reports, the victim was in serious condition at a local hospital. Eunice PD is searching for a suspect. In Calcasieu Parish, deputies have arrested two people in Lake Charles on charges related to the possible abuse of a five-year-old child. John Baham and Kelly Turner, both of Sulphur, are facing multiple charges in the case, including cruelty to a juvenile and possession of controlled substances. In Jeff Davis Parish, deputies have arrested Stephen James Eugene of Jennings on charges of domestic abuse and child endangerment, as well as others after his girlfriend alleged he punched her in the face multiple times. That violence allegedly occurred with young children present in the home. Abbeville police are looking into catalytic converter thefts that are alleged to have happened at Chris Christa Memorial Airport. 
Now, the victims are offshore workers who parked their vehicles at the airport while they were working. Abbeville police are searching for suspects in the case. The trucking industry is still being impacted by a shortage of drivers. A truck driver shortage remains a top concern for Louisiana and the nation's trucking industry. The Louisiana Motor Transport Association Director Renee Amar says worker shortage is still higher than average. We still need roughly about 80,000 professional truck drivers across the nation. Retirement of the baby boomer generation and recruitment in other age gaps are disproportionate. Amar says we need to be focused on recruiting younger people, uh, focused on recruiting women. Those are some of the things we talked about months ago. I'm A new research study finds that COVID-19 mandates put in place in many American cities made virtually no difference in stopping the spread of the virus. Vitor Milo conducted the study for George Mason University's Mercatus Center. He says they looked at infections and deaths in cities that mandated COVID shots and those that did not. And we find that really had no effect in any of the cities, including New Orleans, that implementing the mandate really didn't affect COVID cases or deaths. So it didn't reduce the spread of COVID. Many cities, including New Orleans, impose citywide mandates requiring bar, restaurant, and venue employees to have the shots or close down temporarily. He says his study also looked at whether people decided to get COVID shots because a citywide mandate was in place and found no evidence that was the case. People who were going to get vaccinated still got vaccinated, and people who weren't going to get vaccinated, the mandate really didn't change their decision. He says those who resisted the shots simply would simply go to a nearby city with no mandates to visit bars or restaurants. He says his research makes no statement on the vaccine itself or its effectiveness. He only looked at how the policies performed and the results show no evidence vaccine mandates made a noteworthy difference in, impe- in impeding the spread of COVID. He says many felt they were being penalized for being reluctant to get the jab. It's imposing a cost on them. They can't work at a restaurant. They can't go to attend uh, in public indoor spaces, uh, and, and really there is no evidence, we find no evidence that it affected their behavior at all. He hopes his research will be considered by public officials if there is another disease-related health emergency in the future. All right, now for some good news. Festival International will reveal their musical lineup as well as debut this year's festival pin and poster at an event on Sunday afternoon at Warehouse 535. Tickets for the preview party are available online at festivalinternational.org or you can purchase them at the door for $15. Arc of Acadiana is asking for your donations of Mardi Gras beads again this year. The program, which is more than 15 years old, untangles, recycles, and sorts those beads for use again the following Mardi Gras. Arc of Acadiana works with the developmentally disabled in South Louisiana, and the resale of Mardi Gras beads helps fund fund many of their programs. Tragedy in Lafouche Parish, as the sheriff's captain, Brendan Mathern, says two six-year-old brothers were playing with a loaded gun when the weapon discharged, killing one of them. Firearms were the number one cause of death for children ages 1 through 19 in the U.S. in 2020. Actor John Schneider, mourning the death of his wife, Alicia Elaine Schneider, who passed away after a battle with breast cancer. She was just 53. The couple were married in 2019. They worked together on music and film projects at Schneider's studio home in Holden, which is in Livingston Parish. In sports, the Raging Cajuns still have a chance to claim a share of a Sunbelt Conference title as they defeated Arkansas State 85-74 on Wednesday night, and they'll take on longtime rival South Alabama tonight. Cajuns are in third place, one game back of Marshall and Southern Miss, with one more regular season game left. Again, that game is tonight, and that game, if the Cajuns win, will mark 
an undefeated season at the Cajun Dome. Meanwhile, Reggie Cajun's baseball blinked BYU 11 to nothing last night in Lafayette. Same two teams meet tonight. Meanwhile, Reggie Cajun's softball preparing for a tournament play in Baton Rouge and Lafayette this weekend. The Cajuns will take part in the Louisiana crossover with LSU and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The New Orleans Saints have reportedly reworked contracts for Ryan Ramchek and Will Lutz in order to make more space under the NFL salary cap. Between the two deals, if it has been reported, the black and gold have freed up almost $12 million, which should help the team acquire players during the free agency signing period. NFL star quarterback Aaron Rodgers has emerged from his darkness retreat, and officials with the Green Bay Packers hope this means that he'll be announcing a return to the team for next season. Rodgers admitted before entering the retreat he was still undecided between playing this season or retiring. And Amazon founder Jeff Bezos has reportedly hired an investment firm to examine the possibilities of him making a bid to become the new owner of the Washington Commanders. So far, there has only been one confirmed bidder for the team. We've got a lot of fog out there this morning. Dense fog advisory till about 9 a.m. After that, mostly cloudy skies up through a majority of the day. I think similar to yesterday, maybe a little bit of patchy clearing there as we get into the afternoon. Temperatures are going to be getting up to about 80 degrees once again. Winds from the south at about 5 miles an hour. Very muggy out there as we continue to deal with a lot of moisture. As we look ahead into the weekend, not a whole lot of change. Lows tonight going to get into the upper 60s. We'll start tomorrow with some foggy conditions. And then same kind of deal. Going to see those fo- the clouds hanging around then for Saturday. I think maybe a little more sunshine at the end of the weekend. Front going to be coming through on Monday with some scattered showers. Cools us down a touch, but not a whole lot for for next week, I do think we get sunny by Tuesday. Another round of clouds and showers on the way for late next week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, so looking at what's happening on the roadways right now, we do have a stalled vehicle. Congress at University, that's Congress at University. Also, we have a crash, Moss Street at Goldman Street. That's Moss at Goldman. So please be careful. Good morning, Acadiana, and welcome into our number three, the final hour of this week's show. Brandon Como here with you. Bernadette Lee is out today, but she will be back on Monday. Bernie enjoying the Journey Toto concert at the Cajun Dome last night, and Bernie taking a little bit of rest today as she'll be back on Monday. But joining us here on this Feel Good Friday is motivational speaker Crystal Berger. Crystal, good morning. Good morning, Brandy. Look, Brandon, I wish I was like Bernie, you know. I wish I went to the concert last night. But it's great to be here with you, Brandon, and I'm excited for today's conversation. All right. And so today we're talking about we're gonna be talking about how to become more disciplined in work and in life. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll start off by quoting, um, I got to interview Tony Dungy years ago. And, you know, yeah, and those who don't know him, you know, he's the first African-American head coach to win a Super Bowl, epic legend in, in the NFL. And he said to me in an interview, he said, 
you can't compromise your Christian principles. Now, whether you're a Christian or whatever it is that you do or don't believe, I think the core of what he said was standing for everyone. You can't compromise your principles, right? And so more oftentimes than not, Brandon, when we are not operating in a space of discipline, we're compromising some principle, right, of our lives. And so the next question is, is like, what are your principles, right? Like most people don't do the self-assessment, right? Like you go in a job and they teach you their mission statement and their goals and what their core key principles are, right? You go into school and you learn the, the, the core principles at the school and what the behavior code is. But are you really taking a minute to ask yourself, like, what are my principles, right? You know, is it to operate in integrity? Is it to be of service? Um, is it to, you know, have impact in the world? And so one way and the first thing you need to do is ask yourself, am I compromising my principles? And if you ask yourself that question and you don't even know what your principles are, then you need to go in and first identify them, right? Because most of us lack discipline because we lack the direction, right? And that direction is a core extension of the principles that we embody on a day-to-day. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you mentioned uh, Tony Dungy. You know, he's also, you talk about the Christian walk, obviously very outspoken about his Christian faith, but someone who's also um, really put pen to paper and has great, um, you know, devotionals and great books that he's put out with his wife. And when I think of discipline, he is, I'm serious on this, he is one of the very first figures that comes in my mind when you talk about living a disciplined life, and he lives out all the things that you just talked about. Absolutely, and, and it's funny, It's I got to interview him and his wife, Lauren. She was a beautiful person, or mm-hmm. is a beautiful person. And in the interview, you know, we were talking about their book, which was a marriage-based book, and they talked about how every single morning for, I, I think they've been married for over 40 years now, right? They get up every single morning. It doesn't matter if it was the night after the Super Bowl, right? You know, if the kids, because they have like nine children, I do believe, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the kids were, you know, busy the next day. They get up every single morning and they pray together, right? And so that goes back to the core principles that, you know, we're talking about and that discipline that you just mentioned, Brandon, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like if you have your principle in place that faith is a way of life, right? And it doesn't matter what you believe, but, you know, in life it's just the idea that if faith is a core principle, then you're going to ensure that you make time, right, and space for the things that really matter. And they are an extremely disciplined couple. To see them together, you can see that it's like a covenant relationship where they understand that they're working towards a shared and common goal mm-hmm. outside of just loving one another, right? Yes. And he is, he has a spirit of, of, of just discipline and excellence, right? I think that's the other part, right, is the excellence. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at your life and you say, within the scope of things that I can control, how can I operate in a space or spirit of excellence, right? Mm-hmm. One of, uh, you know, one of, one of, uh, a person that I listen to almost every day is Miles Monroe. He was a dynamic speaker, um, and, and pastor, and he, he was from, I do believe, um, the Bahamas or Barbados. But, you know, he talks about being in a spirit of excellence. And so when you look at your space, right, that you're living in or that you're working in, and we talk about this often, Brandon, right? Um, does that represent a space of excellence, right? Because it takes discipline, right, to be excellent. And everybody's barometer 
barometer for excellence is different, but you have to set some type of measure on your life to say, am I actually reaching this place where I feel good about me, right? Mm -hmm. I feel good about the things that I'm doing. And so discipline also is an extension of that. So you know, I encourage people to get a devotional, right? His devotionals are amazing, right? Yes. Tony Dundee's devotionals are amazing, but it could be something that you order on Amazon. One thing that I wanted to do for Lent was I wanted to be more disciplined in my time, right, where I could stay and study and pray. So I ordered a um, a devotional, uh, a Lent devotional for the next 40 days okay. of Lent. Yeah. And, you know, and I got it on Amazon brand and it uh -huh. came overnight. It was like $5, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I found myself, right, the other night working a little late mm -hmm. actually it was actually ash wednesday i was working a little late and i was like oh my god i have to one stop working that's the first thing <laughs> yeah. right uh -huh. but then two i had to get my devotional out because i wanted to commit to being disciplined to at least studying for an hour in the morning and an hour at night during this lenting season mm -hmm. and so if you don't ever put something in place right this is another tip putting something in place to give you that discipline and to give you that structure as a reminder, you're more oftentimes than not going to get off track and find yourself back into that undisciplined space. And devotionals are a great, great way to help you create that structure for discipline. And we're speaking with motivational speaker, Crystal Berger. I know that this is something that you believe as well, but it's really amazing that how bringing discipline into your life can really maximize your life. Absolutely. You know, it's like you can't get anywhere by being unintentional. That's another quote. That's not a crystal original. I got that from, <laughs> I got that from John C. Maxwell. He has a book called Intentional Living, right? And he talks about the intentionality of life. And he says, you know, even if you win the lottery, you have to be intentional about purchasing a lottery ticket, right? And so the thing about it is, is that you have to put these things in play to ensure that you can do that. One great thing that I love that he did that I started to incorporate into my life was he he says at the end of the year, he looks at, it, at his calendar, whether it's a calendar and a notebook or a calendar on his phone, and he sees all of the things that he had scheduled throughout the year. And he said he always does this in the month of December. And at the, you know, at the end of that, you know, in that time, he looks at what meetings really mattered, right? What things really had a quantifiable result? What types of things he wanted to do more of in the next year so he could really intentionally plan that year? And of course, life doesn't always go as planned, Brandon. You know that as well as I do. But it's great to have a structure so you can measure if you're accomplishing what it is that you want to accomplish in life. And I, I, this, this journey of being an adult and adulting, like, it takes work. Work, right. Yes. But anything that is worth having, we all know this, it takes work. You had to grow to be in your role as a host, as a journalist, you know, as a broadcaster. And it doesn't look like it looked for you five years ago. Right. Yes. And what did that take? Discipline. It took, took practice. I heard Kevin Garnett one time say, you know, um, he was very bad at free throws, right? Very bad at free throws when he was in high school in South Carolina. And he said he would go to the gym. He would wake up an hour earlier before practice and he would shoot a thousand free throws before he actually went to practice. And then he would shoot another thousand free throws at night, right? When he got home from practice. What did that translate into? A multi-million dollar NBA deal. You know, he was one of the highest paid NBA players ever in history, right? Yes. And so that discipline does pay off. It's like discipline in your marriage, right? Mm -hmm. 
people, couples, uh, oftentimes we get in our silos and we forget that we're operating in a in a in a communion, right? Mm-hmm. And we are always concerned about what we need to c- accomplish for ourselves. But I would encourage everyone to even evaluate in their marriage, in their personal relationships, how am I functioning with discipline, right? For the people that you want to be more reconnected with, have you even set a time on your calendar to actually connect with them, right? Have you set a time to just call them, you know, once a week, you know, or drop by once a month or to send them a card in the mail? Because over time, that actual discipline of doing that thing, it'll actually reveal the result that you want in the end, which is more community, more closeness and more intimacy. Lots of great stuff to think about there. Crystal Berger, motivational speaker, has been with us this morning. Crystal, as always, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much and have a blessed weekend. You too. Thanks so much, Brandon. And remember, Brandon, remember, we got to make sure that we build the muscle so we can get the results. <laughs> you are right about that, Crystal. Thank you so much. All right. We're going to take this break. And when we come back, our insurance commissioner, Jim Donlin, will be joining us to talk about the results of the legislature uh, helping homeowners prices. We'll take these this quick commercial break, take a look at weather and traffic, and we'll be joined on the other side by our insurance commissioner. Celebrating 20 years of enlightening Acadiana, Moon Griffon, next on News Talk 96.5. News Talk 96.5 KPL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Areas of fog to get the day started. We got a dense fog advisory till 9 a.m. After that, mostly cloudy skies with only some patchy clearing expected in the later parts of the afternoon. Highs going to get to about 80 degrees later on today. Another very warm one out there. Winds from the south at about 5 miles an hour. Overnight lows in the upper 60s. Same kind of forecast again for tomorrow. Slightly sunnier by Sunday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. News Talk 96.5, KPL, right now, traffic. All right, so we have some crashes to tell you about, and three of them have injuries involved, all three of them. So first off, we start at Willow at Ambassador Caffrey. That's Willow at Ambassador Caffrey. Also, Johnston at Arnold Boulevard, and then the Evangeline Thruway at Donlin Avenue. Those are three crashes, all of them involving injuries. Please be careful. That's Evangeline at Donlin, Johnston at Arnold Boulevard, Willow at Ambassador Caffrey. Coming up in a couple of minutes, we have your Fox Business Report, and we'll sit down with Insurance Commissioner Jim Donlin. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, You're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Jerry Willis, and this is the Fox Business Report. The latest inflation numbers from the Commerce Department indicate prices are still rising. The PCE index for January increased six-tenths of a percent, up 5.4% for the year ending last month. And excluding food and energy, the core PCE reading was up six-tenths of a percent and rose 4.7% in the year ending in January. The annual PCE and core PCE both increased from December's reading. Consumer spending rose in January up one. 
2.8%, and incomes rose six-tenths of a percent. Boeing shares are losing ground as the aircraft maker halts deliveries of its Dreamliner 787 jet because of a fuselage issue. It needs to document to the FAA that the issue has been addressed. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola, invested in you. Democrats just want to win the next election, and they're trying to do it with ceaseless money printing. They do not care if the value of your retirement is sacrificed. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon. It is critical to protect your retirement right now with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, get a free info kit on gold IRAs by texting the word SHELTER to 989898. There's nothing to buy and no obligation at all. Text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. KPL News Time is 8.42. You're listening to Acadiana's Morning News. And in a special session, the Louisiana legislature approved a plan by Insurance Commissioner Jim Donlin to reduce the number of homeowners who have insurance through Citizens Insurance. And uh, there was a bill that was approved by Chairman Zer- Jerome Zerang of the uh, uh, one of the House committees that he authored the bill to create a $45 million incentive fund to lure more private insurers to the state. So joining us right now is the insurance commissioner, Jim Donlin. Uh, commissioner Donlin, good morning. Good morning. Glad to be with you. No, thank you uh, for coming in. So you had a town hall last night here in uh, Lafayette. We did. Uh, that you came in and uh, then stopped by here this morning to talk about this. And as I was telling you to break, this was something that Bernie was really passionate about when it came out because there's so many lives that were impacted by this. No, no doubt about it. We When Laura hit Lake Charles mm-hmm. in 2020. Yes. Well, we were down at citizens to 35,000 policies mm-hmm. down from 173,000 when Katrina hit 15 years ago. Right. We continuously depopulated through these small regional companies mm-hmm. that came to flee the mar- the uh the dysfunctional market yeah. in Florida where they were headquartered. Right, right. Came right and wrote my own policy for the last 10 years mm-hmm. one of those companies mm-hmm. to do business in Louisiana. And benefiting us, we went five years in a row up to Laura with only 1% per year increases Mm -hmm. in homeowners' costs on a statewide basis. Mm -hmm. Laura hits, and the market of last resort citizens starts to mushroom. Delta, Zeta, and then Ida the next year, it went up to now 125,000 policies. Mm -hmm. By law, that that program is that safety net or um, – Market of last resort is yeah. what it is mm-hmm. for folks who can't get coverage in the private sector as companies. Some failed, some exited, some stopped writing mm-hmm. in the aftermath of the hurricanes. So that by law has to be priced above the private sector in every parish in the state. Right. So the most expensive coverage out there, mm-hmm. these 125,000 folks are paying. Mm-hmm. Add to that, mm-hmm. the, the competition has disappeared from the market with those not writing, et cetera, yeah. so that our rates have gone up 18% last year, mm-hmm. 6% the year before that, after the five years of, of 1% that I mentioned earlier. 
So relief is on the way through this program. Yeah. $45 million of incentive grants were made available, almost a verbatim copy mm-hmm. of what Governor Blanco did after Katrina and Rita right. that worked really well. And so we will have the checks ready to be issued next month mm. in time for the companies that are going to participate in the program to go to London and Bermuda and get the reinsurance they need for that expanded book of business that they will have mm-hmm. as they take hopefully 50,000 of these policies out of citizens and put them on their books. Now, I may be asking this prematurely and forgive me it. if I am. Um, do we, uh, do we know some of the names of those companies that are looking we to do. come? Okay. We do. We have 10 companies that we're in conversation with. Okay. We have one application in already. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sent out the invitations to participate a week ago. Right. And Safe Point, that's been writing business for the past three years mm-hmm. actively. A Miami-based company, okay. very solvent, large player. Yeah. And, and um, they asked yesterday for a $10 million grant, okay. which means they will have to write... 10 plus 10, 20, uh, two times that, $40 million of new premium okay. to earn that over a five-year period of time yeah. that they are committed to staying on that coverage. And they get 20% of that grant each of those five years yeah. uh, as they earn it. Mm-hmm. So the program worked before. Yeah. In the first year of that program, 40,000 policies were taken out of citizens mm-hmm. um, as, as that program rolled out. You know, really... It has to be quite a challenge, you know, because we're here where we're so susceptible to hurricanes every single year. And although they kind of come in cycles, you just never know when that devastating hurricane okay. is going to hit. Um, so to be able to, you know, get these companies to start coming in, just just give people relief. No doubt. No doubt. And I made two forays, mm-hmm. to one to London for two nights, mm-hmm. one to Bermuda, separate meeting, uh, separate trip mm-hmm. uh, for one night touting our market, Mm -hmm. telling those companies, look, we have new roofs from Texas to Mississippi. You paid for them. Mm -hmm. $24 billion worth of repairs to primarily roofs Mm -hmm. all across coastal Louisiana. Mm -hmm. We're the best coastal state in America for you to do business in. Mm -hmm. So come on back. And they they responded. Mm -hmm. They responded. The challenge this year is, frankly, the global availability of reinsurance. Because in the low interest rate years, Investors around the world were putting money into the reinsurance business because it offered a better return than bank um, uh, CDs and and uh, bonds and and stock investments. Which, with the low interest rate environment from '08 to last year, yeah. that was not attractive. Mm-hmm. So now reinsurance is drying up, and those investments are are more appealing. Now, are these kind of like? Uh, I guess maybe year-to-year contracts? Yeah, like, they are. They are. Year so to year, to year. Okay. Yes, sir. Gotcha. And we have to have them in place yeah. by June 1 yeah. because that's when hurricane season starts. Yeah. So, the, therefore, the need for the special session. Mm-hmm. We had to get this money available mm-hmm. so that those companies, including citizens, right. could go get their reinsurance for the next hurricane season. Yeah. And citizens, hopefully, is going to downsize their need for reinsurance as these hopefully 50,000 policies move out of citizens to other private companies. Well, I'll tell you, you know, from someone that has been covering news for a while now and someone who has seen recent special sessions not really accomplish anything, it was good to see 
everyone get on the same page. Yeah, there was some criticism that came in, sure. but everyone for the most part got on the same page and, and got something done for people that need it. Absolutely. Governor Edwards was incredibly supportive and cooperative. Mm-hmm. President Page Cortez mm-hmm. from here in Lafayette yeah. from day one. Mm-hmm. Speaker Sheck Schneider, Chairman Zarang that you mentioned, mm-hmm. and lest I forget, Chairman Mike Huval of New Iberia, mm-hmm. the, the House Insurance Committee Chair, right. a post I used to... Uh, occupy when I was in the legislature mm-hmm. and Chairman Kirk Talbot of River Ridge, yeah. the Senate Insurance Committee chair, were all locked in and led the way. And the and the vote was overwhelmingly yeah. supportive. So yeah. American, I mean, Louisiana citizens and voters have a right to be appreciative uh, yeah. for for their legislature coming together behind this really, really worthy cause. Well, and the work really, I mean, it's just starting. I mean, oh, yes. you know, it, I know y'all are always looking for ways to be able to keep insurance companies here despite what we have to deal with with the hurricanes and the storms. It's a challenge, yeah. but that's what they give me the big bucks for. <laughs> there you go. Insurance Commissioner <laughs> Jim you. Donlin, I've been our guest this morning. Sir, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate Glad it. Glad to be with you. Thank All you. All right. We'll take this quick commercial break and be right back right after this. To American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. There's a bill working its way through the California legislature that would ban canine police officers because Democrats in that state claim the dogs are racist. Well, they say because 65% of suspects seriously injured by police dogs are people of color, that that racial disparity alone justifies ending the use of police dogs. But if a suspect is resisting arrest, what does it matter the color of a suspect's skin? Far better for an officer to use the non lethal force of a police dog first, even in cases where lethal force would have been justified. I mean, wouldn't that save lives? I mean, y'all are just barking up the wrong tree. This is an example of lying with statistics in order to prove there's racism that didn't actually exist. Return each weeknight with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr from 9 to 10 p.m. on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. And joining me right now is a very special person. Yes, it is my wife, Hannah Como. And last week, we started a new show here on KPL that you can listen to every Sunday night from 5 to 6 p.m. And it's called The Modern Marriage. And Hannah joining me right now. Hannah, good morning. Good morning. All right, how are the kids doing? They're doing well. <laughs> it's a great Friday. I'm so excited about Fridays. Yes. How about you? No, I am too, definitely. So Friday means we're one day closer to our weekend show that we started here on KPL. Um, had a great time last Sunday uh, getting to do our show called The Modern Marriage. Got some great responses from listeners and very much looking forward to this journey that we're on together. Absolutely. I'm so excited as well. I know, Brandon, you and I have been discussing this for probably many years now. And so I am so excited. I feel like everything is starting to come together. And, you know, we both have been discussing this, and this is a passion for both of us because we believe in the importance of healthy marriages. Yes, absolutely. And we really believe that it creates healthy family dynamics. And so I love that we are merging my profession with your profession uh, to be able to help marriages really grow and thrive, especially in a world where statistically it's hard to make marriages work. Yes. And for those of you that don't know, my wife is a duly licensed therapist. Um, she is a licensed professional counselor and a licensed marriage and family therapist. And we on the show, we talk about issues that marriages face in these modern times and how some issues mm-hmm. have changed over the just even the past, you know, 10 to 15, even 20, 30 years ago. 
you know, we talk about our beliefs about marriage. We talk about the challenges that modern marriages face. And we talk about, you know, our goals for the listeners. And we, we also talk about how we learn from our mistakes and how great therapy techniques can be very beneficial for spouses. Yes. And like I've said before, I've said this to clients and many other people, is that you and I do not have a perfect marriage. In fact, no one has a perfect marriage because there there are no perfect people. And so the idea is not perfection, but the idea is growth, and the idea is going to be progression and progress. And so I truly believe that the knowledge that I've had, my dual license, and all the experience of working with clients and our own personal experiences, that we're going to be able to bring that to the show. And that's going to really give the knowledge and the tips and the tools to be able to help, you know, hopefully everyone that's thinking of getting married or that already is married. And so we want to encourage people to, again, listen to us on Sunday evenings from 5 to 6 p.m. Also, we encourage you to reach out to us, whether you want to email me, brandon at kpel965.com. That's Brandon at KPL965.com. Or if you want to go ahead and send a message in the KPL News app, you can go ahead and do that as well, whether it's a question or a comment. So, all right, looking forward to our second show on Sunday. Now, we have been doing a podcast of The Modern Marriage as well, which you can check that out. You can you know check that out in, in all the traditional ways of getting your podcast. So we have that that we've been doing. We've been tackling some topics already. But on the radio, we've got our second show coming up this Sunday from 5 to 6 p.m. Hannah, thank you so much for taking some time out this morning to uh, join me on uh, Acadiana's Morning News. And looking forward to Sunday's show. Thank you so much. I am as well. All right. And that'll be it for the show today. Bernie will be back on Monday. And so will I as we will start another work week here on Acadiana's Morning News. Coming up next is the Moon Griffon Show. You don't want to miss it. He's extra fired up today. We'll be right, well, Moon Griffon Show coming up.